You are now listening to the Checkers Podcast. This is a big check. A very big check. Wake up, folks. You ain't never on the big checklist. So now, let me tell you about the talk of the town. What's the talk of the town? This is the checkpoint. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Checkers Podcast. This is your host, Superstar Dre. I'm here with my co-host. AJ the Diva, please believe her. Okay. And welcome to episode 28. Oh, my gosh. This is about to be my age. Ah! This is serious. Okay. Come through. <laughs> come through, friend. Oh, my gosh. Not 28, child. In two 28 months. 28 in two months. Oh. This is sick to think about. Um... <laughs> So off the check-in, let's get into the church notes for this week. And what the word... What did the good Lord say? Keep it moving. Oh! Keep it moving is what the pastor said is the word of the week. He said that's the key to honoring God. Like, no matter what you're going to, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. So it was just the perfect way to start off the week. Like, no matter what you're going through, keep it pushing, you know? So that's definitely just... A word, a vibe, everything. Take what you will from this. Okay. Um, congratulations to Kelly Rowland. Um, yes. She's a very strong woman. She has two boys. She just gave birth to her. I would be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> she just gave birth to her newborn son, um, Noah John Weberspoon. Mm-hmm. He was born on one twenty one twenty one. Love that. Beautiful. Um, also, happy birthday to Alicia Keys. No one. What else is she known for? <laughs> no one. Like, what are you saying to I'm me? I'm trying to think of like what she's known for. Her music. That's I the song. On no one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Whatever. Anyways, happy birthday, Alicia Keys. You're so shady. I don't give a fuck about Alicia Keys. <laughs> so why did you put me on the agenda? <laughs> I figured she's credible. Oh in some regard. Um, also, happy birthday to J. Cole. Who knew that J. Cole was an Aquarius? I do. Because I also don't give a fuck about him. I'm crying. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Um, also, this week we remembered Kobe Bryant and Gigi. Yes, and the other families um, and the other lives that were lost in that terrible, terrible crash. Terrible, terrible times. And we're definitely praying, sending strength to Vanessa. Um, this week we lost an icon. Oh. You know, she lived a long, fruitful life. Who has raised us all. Yeah, she's definitely raised us all. And just Everyone's been, grandma. Just been a wonderful figure within our community and just paved the way for so many. Just pushing through and just pushing boundaries. Like, it's just so sad. But she also, like, lived a very long life. Like, she mentioned that she lived... It's so crazy because literally, you know, before she passed, a couple days ago... I was watching an interview of her speaking about her um, new memoir that came out. Oh, yeah, memoir. yeah, no idea. that came out just a couple days before she passed, and so wow. it's just it's just crazy how things just happen. And like you said, but she lived a very fruitful life. She was very intentional Definitely. in her life and the and the acting jobs that she did and how she wanted to represent black women in film, and so. Definitely an icon. Definitely. Iconic figure, for sure. For sure. sure. Like, yeah. Before we even move forward, too, this is coming out. This Our 20th episode is mm-hmm. coming out on... 
the day of the first month of the Black. first day of Black History mm-hmm. Month. I just got that. And so alert. yes, definitely have to recognize that as well. In the famous sure. words of Miss um, Whitney Houston, when she was asked, "What do you think about Black History Month?" It should be longer. Yes. You know. So absolutely, definitely. Um, let's jump into new music. Y'all, this <laughs> this episode. New music is all Dre today because yeah. I ain't listen to shit. Oh my god, she's it's been too so much busy. New music. I, 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 I don't listen. It I listen to some stuff, but he got a whole lot of shit here listed, and I'm gonna be honest, I'm not here. So Dre, you are doing the new music report. So let me tell you, Fredo released a new album called Money Can't Buy Happiness. The album features Pop Smoke, Summer Walker, and a couple other people. I will say the standout track for me was definitely... Um, Pop Smoke. For sure, because <laughs> of Pop Smoke. How original. Yeah, and of course, Summer Walker. And like those are like the most listened songs on the album. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like the Ready featuring Summer Walker. Mm-hmm. Like It was like a whole sample of Ready or Not, Here I Come. Okay. It just wasn't... Something was missing. It was okay. very mid. And the Burnout on Deck, Like I also didn't really care for that one either. But we got to hear Pop Smoke again, so it was just like, okay. Okay. Um, also this week, Brent Fayez released a song called Gravity featuring Tyler, the Creator, and DJ Dahi. That, I didn't like that. I think that was the worst Brent Fayez song I ever heard in my life. Ooh, hot take. Yeah. Um, I don't like Tyler, the Creator, other than the song Earthquake. Yeah. I don't really care for Tyler, the Creator. I don't know if I'm alone or if that's a weird opinion. I don't really care for him either. But I just feel like he's so, like, chopped and screwed. Like, just, like, who are... You know, like, it's just a lot going on. Um, Rich the Kid released his album Lucky 7. It's an EP, actually. And we mentioned last week the song Nasty featuring Mulatto, Louis Rose, and And Flo Flo Millie. Mm -hmm. That's on the EP, along with a song called Laughing featuring the baby, which I really enjoyed. As well as a feature from Quavo and Takeoff, which is called Two Bless. Mm, so no offset. Mm. Yeah. What's that about? Who knows? <laughs> but, you know, I feel like that's a good song. It's a good vibe, I should say. It's a feel-good vibe. I definitely like that. Um, someone who's new to Checkers Podcast, who we will be getting into, Bankroll Freddy. Ha! You heard it here first. Yes. Um, we're going to get into him, but he released a new song called Add It Up. And it, it's a good vibe. You compared him to who again? I compared him to Yo Gotti. He sounds like Yo Gotti. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely that like hustle trap Atlanta feel mm-hmm. music. So I'm excited to see where he goes from here. He is signed to QC. Yes, he's from Arkansas. I believe. Rest in peace to Bankroll. Show him how to do it. Maybe yeah. going crazy up and getting straight to it. Anyways, mm-hmm. but um, definitely excited. Once we, you know, we'll dive into him. We're a gonna bit unpack more. him. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a cool song. Check it out. Also, we have Ty Dolla Sign. He ha- he has a song called Spicy Remix. It's the yeah, remix featuring J Balvin, Tyga, and Post Malone. And this is the remix that they do when they're trying to go to Billboard. Literally, I was just about to say <laughs> that because li- this it's is like the, the perfect package. The perfect combination. The perfect recipe. J Balvin, Tyga, and fucking Post Malone. Like. Come on. So if you don't, if you not, if you don't break top ten, something two. wrong. <laughs> something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't break fucking top ten, okay. Also, um, this week's not 
Who is he? He's <laughs> some new artist. It's not. <laughs> he thought that it was cute because he put the dollar sign there. Yeah. Because mm. he's blowing his nose on money. Ooh, that's a good take. Mm. He has this new song featuring Flo Millie, who she's been on this she's... podcast a lot. This is as of late. This is the girl for us right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, she's giving me what I want in yeah. life. She, um, they released a song called Mean, and the song has been going viral on TikTok with the whole Big Bank Challenge. Oh, shit. I got a small, small waist, pretty face, and a big bank. Look at you, you know, and you want, it's a whole thing, but make sure you check that out. Damn, TikTok really be, who be creating these TikTok challenges? I have no idea, but let me tell you, I do not like a lot that's going on. This whole, <laughs> you know, the strip tease that's going on? Oh, yeah, and the people being weird and butt ass fucking naked, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> like the silhouette, the silhouette challenge, yes, oh butt God. ass naked, actually fucking on the red light. Like it's, and weird ass people are like editing the video to see if you're actually naked. Y'all see, y'all gonna stop with this oh, they internet that? shit. Yes, that's what they oh, they wow. had like a whole like. They was like, oh, ladies, if you're doing the silhouette challenge, don't be fully nude because men on on the internet are able to edit it so that way they can see your whole body. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah, I just don't get that. It's another one going on with fucking some African dance of like niggas shaking their ass in the mall. Don't like it. It's mm-hmm. enough. Like it's just too much challenges going on. Like I want to challenge everyone to just don't do a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> how about that? It's just a lot. Um, Ashanti released the new video for the song Two Thirty Five. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, we we, we said that last week. So it's next. a great visual. <laughs> I will say though, but I don't like the songs, and the video is not selling the song. So, yeah. Um, on the way, we have new music from Meek Mill featuring Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. Hello, y'all heard that snippet? Yeah, it's <laughs> a big thing occurring. The video. I saw like a snippet from the video. They have like a whole bunch of um, Maybach trucks, which is like the new thing. Mm-hmm. First it was the Bentley truck, then it was the Rolls Royce truck, now it's the Maybach truck. Mm. So let's be clear. It's really given. And I feel like this is gonna be one of these songs where I really wish fucking this is gonna be one of the songs that's gonna make me wish that outside is open. I even need Because I'm gonna wanna be in the fucking spot. On the couches. With on the, the hookah. with the hookah and my drink in the hand, multitasking. Mm. <laughs> Rapping along. Huh. Yeah. You got the three three right there. Like those are three people that can't miss. Yeah. Little baby and Dirk. Like Dirk is creeping up into into being one of my like one of those of like featuring little Dirk click. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I, I just see good things coming from this. Um CJ Mr. Whoopty, he also Whoop-day. has a song coming out called Bop. Hopefully it's a bop. Yeah. I heard <laughs> clips of it. Um, it's basically, I came across this song because somebody wrote an article on the timeline and I wish I had the followers name, but whatever. They wrote an an article basically saying how like he has basically ripped off the sound of pop smoke, essentially. Okay. Yeah. And so, I mean, Bob, mm, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I only listened to it once. It's not as catchy. I mean, it's catchy, but it's not as catchy as Whoopty. Mm. And so I don't know where this is, you know, going to go, but... We'll see. You know, I am excited to see how his career takes off. If he if he will just be another, like, local New, New York wonder. thing, or is he going to really, like, 
pop on some mainstream, you know? So Yeah. Um also Lil Dirk has a new song and video on the way, Kanye Crazy, where he's basically Yes, he actually released his um deluxe version to his album. Yes. Mm-hmm. And basically in the video, it seems like he's paying homage to Kanye. It's like a whole bunch of different iconic Kanye clips that he's redone for this video. He had like a whole um, Taylor Swift impersonator. Mm -hmm. He redid the whole bike scene from Bound 2 with Kim on the bike. Um, He just did a whole bunch of shit. The whole Sway interview where he told Sway he didn't have the answers. So it's definitely cool. Um, Yella Beezy. Did you see his whole like situation that took place? <laughs> That's the only way I'm tuned into the who, the who <laughs> this nigga is. Are you dumb? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea who Yellow Yellow Beezy is. But is it Beezy or Breezy? I have no idea. Mm. I'm not Beezy. Well, all I know is that that thing came through in a group chat. I was like, let me go stream some of his music. Yeah, I, I was like, how did that even come out? Like, it was just so weird. I don't know. So, it was like <laughs> literally like his fucking own security footage. Exactly. Of his thing banging. So for those of you who haven't seen it <laughs> or haven't been informed, Yellow Beezy, it's been going viral on Twitter. Like, there's this video of like his kitchen. Like, it's a video of his kitchen, and like he's going to the kitchen to like get his jacket or something. Yeah. And he has on no pants. Well, like his pants like to his ankles, and all you see is his dick out, and it's dicking around, y'all. And it's just like it's how hanging. did that how did that come out? Like you had to leak it. I feel like he definitely leaked it, and if he did, like I guess <laughs> it worked, right? Good it's marketing. It's only fans, but we are gonna talk about only fans later, y'all niggas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yella Beasy has a song featuring Erica Banks called Star, and it's giving me P Valley vibes. Ooh. Yeah. So that may be. Speaking of which, just to touch on Erica Banks, she did like a little interview where essentially they was they asked her like would she be open to do a a collab with Meg and she said yeah as she should as she should right yeah. I, I guess but I mean that was just I found that to be interesting I feel like it's honorable <laughs> period mm-hmm. um let's transition over into the checkup. Yes. And this is where we give you updates on things that we spoke about previously. Yeah, and I feel like this yeah, this is a good little checkup Definitely this, is. this week. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start with Miss Yellowbone. Y'all know I brought her to fucking filth. <laughs> Could not stand her ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but she literally, as we wrapped up, finished recording um, last week's episode... She issued an apology, but can we can we really call it an apology when she is still defending her song, right? That nobody asked for, and so she went to Instagram to explain how she feels that people may have misinterpreted her message. So, like, people don't know what colorism is. Danny, you are the only dumb bitch present in the conversation. (laughs) So she goes, I just wanted to address what's going on with me right now. I think it's super important because I I definitely feel super misunderstood. Um, She goes on to explain the song's intent. I think people twisted it into thinking like I'm trying to bash another woman, another skin tone. Like that was never my intention. I wasn't brought up like that. I never looked at my skin as a privilege. I never looked at me as I'm better than someone because of my skin tone. If it doesn't sound any cringier, it she goes on to shove her fucking foot further down her throat. 
She goes, I see brown-skinned women flaunt their skin all the time in music. Why can't I talk about mine? <laughs> if you look at me, I'm light-skinned, I'm a yellow bone. In my opinion, that's just what I am. So it wasn't something that I looked at so deeply. She denies, she further goes on to deny being racist and saying, I have a whole chocolate man. Oh my gosh. I have friends that are dark-skinned. I hate, like she might as well be a white woman at this point. Might as well. I was like, baby, like you said, like she, and what, what killed me was like, color. She, she goes, colorism is a real thing, so I do get it. If you got it, this would not have been your apology, you stupid ass bitch. Simple. Also, if you got it, you would never say that you don't see your skin color as a privilege. Like whether or not. If you as, got it. Yes. And this is me. Okay. Even talking about myself, right? Literally, I've grown up where most of my friends are dark skin, right? And so for me to say, oh, I never looked at, no, I recognize that. I Absolutely. recognize who I am around. I've also been in circles where I am the darkest person right. out, of, out of my friends, right? And so to sit here and say that you don't, you don't see somebody's color or you, or you never thought of, you know, you know, you being better than anyone, but you created a whole fucking anthem. Mm hmm I'm sorry, but light-skinned people don't need to be praised. At all. Period. Brown-skinned women, dark-skinned women, dark-hued folks, they need to be praised because they have been oppressed. They've been marginalized based off of the skin color. Yeah. Like, what don't you understand? And you trying to do... I date a whole chocolate man. You and that chocolate man can go to hell. Period. Like, Period. Because he has chocolate daughters. And a chocolate mother. Like, come on. Like, bitch, you, couldn't, you can't come to my house on Thanksgiving, child. Literally, her whole apology was the same as a white woman's apology. You know, like, I don't see color. I have dark... I have a best friend have, that's black. Yep. Literally. You know, like, I date black. Like, it's the same thing. And it just takes away from the whole conversation at hand in terms of, like, what we're pushing for as black people for you to do shit like this. Like, creating that divide... And it be such a whack divide. Like your song is terrible. Like, and I wanna, I wanna take a moment. I know we're kind of jumping around, but I wanna compare her apology to Mulatto. So you know, we had covered that Mulatto is gonna change her stage name, yes. etc. And how she handled, how she discussed why she felt the need to change her name, completely different from Danny. Absolutely. You know, so she shared that she goes, she she recognized that. Um, she goes, you know, you might not know your intentions, but um, people who don't know you never met you in person, um, you know, basically saying how her name Mulatto is being perceived. And basically she's going through the thought process of like, why not make a change or alter it? Um, and because basically she's saying her intentions is never to glorify being a Mulatto. Right. Right. And so she goes, if that's how people are perceiving me, that, oh, I'm better because I'm mulatto or equating mulatto as a personality trait, then she said that I need to change that matter at hand. Absolutely. This is why she feels compelled to change her stage name. And she goes, um, you know, you know, obviously, you know, changing at the height of her career right now, she's definitely, like, you know, going upwards. Uh, like, she understands that, like, this name change is really important because not only is it going to impact her career and her future business, but... Also, just how people are perceiving her and taking her. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And so, just how Mulatto handled explaining colorism and, you know, 
the connotation that 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 comes with that name and Danny's apology but still backpedaling and trying to cop the plea it just speaks volumes to, absolutely to what it is one person being really aware and the other person just being a fucking total airhead but i wonder too like in terms of the mulatto situation mm-hmm. like if she was supposed to spell it differently like would it still receive you know because literally the way how she has it spelled is a definition of what it is, you know? It's like, yeah. if she was supposed to, like, I mean, put... How, how differently can you spell mulatto? Like, mu- like spell out M-E-W. Like, make it get nah, up. Because you know this would make it get up. That's, nah, that's dragging it. But I, I think wonder... I think regardless, though, either way, like, mulatto, it was just... It's just not... To be a female artist, and then your name mulatto, and you want to R- be women empowerment, is just, that's, just, that's just a major clash. True. It's just a major clash. It's just like the historical connotation with it is just, that's just what it is. And that's the thing that, and I think that's what Mulatto got to of like, I can't, I cannot avoid this, right? Like people are going to perceive this a certain type of way, regardless of what my intent is, regardless of who I am as a person, right? Right. And Danny whole thing is like, oh, but why are people getting so upset? I have black friends. I have a black man. Oh, I'm not racist. I just want to celebrate my skin tone. No, bitch, you... You get celebrated all the time. I feel like, and I get what you're saying, like why you loop them together, but I feel like in a lot of ways, like it's separate mm-hmm. because like, I feel like in the Danny Lee situation, it was her, like literally, I feel like she was bashing darker skinned women in her anthem because it wasn't like, oh, like I'm happy being light skin or yellow bone. It was light skin is what he want. Yellow bone is what he want. True. You know, True. so she's alluding. You know what I'm saying? Like True. she made that definitely. And I feel like in the case of mulatto, like it's just basically, like she is a person of black and white ancestry. Yeah. So I feel like her claiming that name, like it was probably something that she said it. She said it was something that was like used against her. So she's trying to like yeah. redefine it. So I do feel like it is a different. I just, I just definitely appreciate the way that Mulatto went about, went about it. it and having the, the conversation. Right. Versus Danny is like, you should have came on some, I want to educate myself. I would, you didn't give me none of that. You none really gave that. me like, oh, I'm sorry, but no, ain't no but in that. Yeah. Okay, but I'm done talking about her, bye. <laughs> I guess. I'm still mad that they keep um, associating her song with the Brownson Girls song. Pissing me off. Like, that is really... What's crazy too is even Danny, after- go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> even after like I posted like the promo for you know our podcast and like that was a snippet that I chose, a lot of people DM'd me in terms of like they've had like issues within colorism and just anti black Latinos or Latinx folks. So I'm still looking for somebody to DM me who wants to come on this podcast. And and I don't want to say this. I don't know if it came across like confrontational or like people are nervous, but I generally want to have an open but educated conversation about anti-blackness with someone that is Latinx. Like mm-hmm. I, I I really want to understand your psyche and like and not necessarily saying that you have to share these ideas that you know you are anti-black within itself. Right. I'm not saying that, but I want to have this conversation because it's like it's we see this time and time again. Definitely. And it's just like, we're in 2021. Like, why are you still denying your blackness? Like, absolutely. cut it the fuck out. And I feel like a lot of it too, like if that. If you came off the boat, if you did not come from Europe, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> 
But I definitely feel like that conversation, you know, definitely connects to everything that we've been talking about in terms of, you know, colorism. You know, DM us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Also, last week I used the pro- we used the promo of um, Chloe and Hallie. Baby, you are on the mu- you are clicking up. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you are. Clicking I got the crystal up. ball now. You, Cleo. Mm-hmm. You saw it. Before everyone else yeah, did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I'm glad we do a podcast so that way we can go back and t- and refer to these things. Absolutely. And give you your fucking flowers. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So last week we spoke about Chloe and Hallie, and you know our our host here, AJ the Diva, was giving us you know the greats of Chloe and Hallie, and and which I still stand by. In that rundown, she gave that they are true to themselves. They don't try to be down with the get down. I don't and I stand by that. And Miss Chloe proved you wrong. No, she did not prove me wrong. <laughs> she did not prove me wrong. Miss Mamas this week made a um, silhouette challenge. Yes, she did. That was celebrate the f- her one million mm-hmm. followers. That was her first doing a lot. She ate moment. She did a lot. But you were. But okay, go. I'm, I'm gonna let you because what I found out is that okay. So I watched Chloe and Haley's live. Every Thursday they do tea time, and what I found out is that a lot of the stuff that we're getting on her now personal page comes from her Finsta. Oh. So she's had a Finsta account where she has so that that little sexy video has been posted on her Finsta. The silhouette challenge. Yeah, months ago. Okay. So I, the silhouette you know, challenge just became a thing. So I don't know how true that is. It, but it wasn't a silhouette challenge though. It was given a silhouette challenge. I mean, yeah, she did it in the dark, but it, but it wasn't. For a silhouette challenge. If you so did she add the lights later? What do you mean? Add it was a red later. light. No, it wasn't a red light. I could have swore I saw a red light. She has... I'm not going here with you. We're going to rewatch. But she also released a video this week Ooh, of her lighting sage. <laughs> I love Yanio Soho's. In her bedroom. Yes, she did. Right? And a t-shirt and her panties. It was actually um, Beyonce merch. Beyonce merch and her panties. <laughs> and then rewatch this video and click post. Yes, she did. On social media. She's doing entirely too much. At this well, point. I'm seeing everybody in her motherfucking comments, child. She is everybody. Trying. I actually saw this um this video. I think it was Justin LeBoy posted mm-hmm. it. And he was like nobody. And then it shows <laughs> Chloe. And then it was a video of do you remember what's her name? Manny from Degrassi? <laughs> When, oh, she, <laughs> when she was like, I want to be hot. <laughs> no, literally. And I feel like that's literally the path that Chloe's on. Like, she wants to be down with these Instagram girls. Like, I don't think so. I think that she, she does. Why can't she be multifaceted? That's totally fine. But this doesn't seem authentic, which I saw from Whatever. her beginnings. And now it's all coming to the forefront. And even under the comments of her and the panties, it was like, I hope the internet doesn't turn against her. Mm. And that's real shit because right, she posted the the, the silhouette challenge, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Oh, she looks so good, good choreo, everything is lovely." And then she posted the video on her panties, and it was just like, "Hold on, bitch, <laughs> <laughs> slow down, holiday." <laughs> you know, so it was. Like, she's definitely getting ahead of herself. So I can see I'm here it. to watch. I, I am a follower. Fame is a drug. Chloe, girl, keep and Chloe's what you getting doing. sick. Keep doing what you're doing, Chloe. Okay, we'll be keeping you updated <laughs> week by week. 
Um, also this week, we found out Natalie Nunn and Tommy, they won't be having the boxing match. What? This news to me? Yeah. Something went wrong with the contracts, and mm. they had a whole screaming match on fucking Instagram. It's just a shit show, but... Wait, Tommy and Natalie had a whole screaming yes. match? I'm crying. Natalie was calling Tommy a drunk. Tommy was telling Natalie that she's broke. <laughs> It was Honestly, just a whole thing. Two like, truths can exist. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but That's all I have to it say. It was a whole thing. Like, it's not happening. So, I'm, it didn't need to happen anyway. So, <laughs> in a lot of ways, I'm glad. I'm really dead. I can't. <laughs> yeah. You're an alcoholic. I don't drink no more. Bitch, she was drunk last week. What are you talking about? <laughs> Cut it out. Please. Who are you? Like, on your Insta story. Okay. Oh um. Next, we have an update. Casanova, he is currently behind bars um, in a federal RICO case. Um, yes, we discussed. Yes, and so a judge ruled on Thursday that um, Casanova was denied his $2.5 million bail, citing his criminal history and ra- rampant evidence of guns, drugs, and violence. Um, they, the prosecutor or the judge goes on to, yeah, the judge went on to say that the fact that violence seems to, per, seems to be perpetuated by his associates, it's plausible to interpret that as evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, basically saying you are the company that you keep. And, um, you know, adding to that, the DA is basically saying Casanova is a full-fledged you know, leader of this gang. And so... I agree. What is the message being sent if he makes bail, you know? And, you know, right now, with all his charges, he is facing a minimum of 15 years in prison. That's OD. And let me just tell y'all, Casanova is done for, y'all. This is not me even saying, like, like, like he's... is done. Yeah. Like, life as he know it is... He's not coming home. 15 like, years. like I want everyone to be clear that they're not giving him the Takashi treatment of they're like not. cooperate and we can get you some time off. No, 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 no. They deny Jabelle. They are. It's very much so given power. It's given James Saint. Pa- Who is Ghost? <gasps> it, no, like it's very much so given that, and they have enough. The reason why Rico cases and Fed cases have such high you know, conviction rates is because they do their work to gather every fucking detail that they need Before they convict. to really, yeah, to convict you. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate. Like, I do think that Casanova did live this life of like, once again, you can't be halfway in the streets, halfway out. Like, you know, because it will bring you down. You already did your bid. You did five or six years in Rikers. You came home, became a rapper. You were supposed to running around all this gangness, set set tripping that. Now niggas could use fucking rap lyrics in, in the court. Mm-hmm. It's not looking good for you. Period. It's really unfortunate. You know, pray to his family. Pray to Casanova. Hold your head. You know, be safe. Stay safe. Yeah. Hate to see it. So this week we found out, speaking of hate to see it, that Ari and Moneybag are no longer a thing. I knew Ari was going through something. Because she hasn't been on the internet. On the grand, and she hasn't been at Tay's house. That's too. Not getting hair done. Yeah. What have you been doing? She said, he broke my heart. I'm so depressed. Mood. That is so crazy. Like, I, 
I wanted to see them win. I did. Like the car exchange, you know, the Lambo truck. The mm-hmm. um, he bought, she bought him a Maybach. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to see them win. I wanted to. So it's just sad. Um, then he tweeted, you know, wearing them little tights will get too fucked, right? And then she responded, he's single, y'all. He wants y'all to know so bad. So, like, she's really going through it. She's going through it. It's just so sad. Um, I read it, Dawn. Yeah. I hope she, you know. I, hopefully, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was, well, I don't know. We don't know why they ended. Maybe it was. I hope he didn't cheat on her. I, must have, I hope it's not cheating, but, you know. Yeah, but these rappers. These rapper niggas are never cre- creative with why the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god, you know. But also, I am kind of shocked though. Like they was very quiet about it, right? Because it was rumblings, like you know, and like you know, you know, her fans and stuff were like, "Ari, where you at? Where you at? Right. Like, I haven't seen you." Blah blah blah. Right. And she was like, "I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come I'm back." Taking some time. Yeah, and so you know, but shout out to her though too for also recognizing that she needs time away. That's really good. Like obviously, she didn't do that with Herbo. Tough. That was messy. But, yeah. you know, I do appreciate her taking this approach, though, as well, too, of, like, you know, she let us Bro, in a little bit, but, you know, she's clearly lot. still processing, going through. But she is cutting up on the internet. You know, she was under um Tay's post this week, because he posted JT's hair oh, that he yes. did. And she was like, I wish he put that much energy into mine. <laughs> so that yeah, became a tried, headline. Yeah, they tried to make um, Ari and JT have beef, but it wasn't given that, though. But she needs to stop, like, be mindful about what you post under... <laughs> Tay's page because Tay's page is like and a whole I, blog itself. The is stories it? is, is it? a lot. Not to debut. Okay, never mind. Because not to debut the relationship. <laughs> oh, we gotta get into that. Wait, 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 wait. Um. Lastly, I'm. This is. Oh my god. This is my. This is like, a whole recap. This spoiler is, alert. This is spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay, because I'm going into detail, but this is literally. I've been dying to get here. Me too. Okay, great. So, what we are spoiling is the Wendy Williams movie. It came out this Saturday night, um, this 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 weekend, Saturday, mm-hmm. and it was a two-hour movie special. And then it was also a two-hour documentary that followed that followed Follow. after. Mm-hmm. So four hours. This bitch Wendy had me motherfucking glued to Lifetime. And I haven't been glued to Lifetime in quite some time. It was four hours? I four hours. It was one and one, no? No. That, oh, that movie was from 8 to 10, and the documentary was from 10 to 12. Wow. <clears throat> it didn't even seem like that because I was just gagging at everything. <laughs> like, I'm going to let y'all know. Okay, it's going to be some trigger warnings throughout this um, episode, too. But trigger warning. The first fucking 15 minutes of this movie. Trigger. Definitely trigger. Triggering with assault, drugs, abuse. Let's get, I, I guess, let me ask, I'm going to ask, what were your initial thoughts? Like, what did you, from the movie? So, from the movie, I will say, um, the person that they casted, Sierra. Yeah. She, I feel like she, she didn't look like Wendy to me. But I felt right. like. I saw, I saw, I saw everybody congratulating the fucking, um. Casting, I thought the casting was quite terrible, but yeah. So initial thoughts: Sierra didn't look like Wendy. The younger Wendy that they picked, she looked like she was like biracial or something. But overall, like I feel like it really paints the picture of Wendy because I feel like even when she tells stories, like she's delusional. So this movie really showcased the lengths of that delusion through and through. A fucking <laughs> even because even um. <laughs> The biracial younger Wendy, 
she was in the fucking house or whatever. And like our first introduction to her father is him entering the scene saying, Wendy, you look so much better if you lost weight. And it's just like, there was no love. It was just fat shaming Wendy. Like, But see, I want to tie that to the documentary okay. portion too, because she goes into depth. Did you watch the documentary? Yeah. Okay, yeah. But like she goes into depth of like, I don't think, well, okay. My initial reaction was I love I I felt like it was a I thought I thought it was a thousand percent honest of Wendy. Um, I think that what I walked away with from the movie, I wish that so much of her story was not tied to Kevin. Thank you. I wish in the fucking abuse, the emotional abuse, the cheating. Because I would have loved to know more. I would have loved to. I think we've highlighted um, throughout throughout the movie. It highlights her insane work ethic and like she goes after what she wants and you know yes. being sure of what about what she wants. I wish the movie got a little bit deeper into like how did you feel navigating a space on your own, having your own talk show, or how did you navigate. Like more about those relationships of being in the industry, being a disc jockey, being a radio host, right, and being in that industry, and like you know, saying these really outlandish things about hot, like really important people. Like you, you know, if you don't know, she basically insinuated that Diddy is gay out out at Diddy years ago, and he tried to get her fired. Yeah, and so I I, I wish that so much of the the movie wasn't focused on her terrible ass marriage but granted her career her marriage and her career kind of go hand in hand because he was the manager manager. and they were married for like 20 something years and you know it was just it was crazy so let me tell you something what i got from the movie is her parents made her insecure she threw her whole self into her career yeah and then she found kevin who basically like knew her insecurities, played off of them, and, yeah. you know, basically, like, manipulated her. Essentially. So I feel like right now, she's in a place in life where she's bitter. So looking back, like, that's all she could see is how Kevin, like, mm-hmm. fucked her over. And I was even thinking, too, like, stand, stand alone, like, the movie, terrible. <laughs> terrible because they rushed the story. A Nothing of, was developed. No, literally, like, y'all, like, it would really be something like... Oh, I had this idea to write the book. The next scene. I am the New York best-selling Times. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, like, how much time has passed? It was really no real sense of, like, how much time has passed between no. these, like, occurrences and things of this nature. Like, she was motherfucking being private eye. One thing I did... <laughs> oh, my God. One thing I did... So, if you know Wendy, if you ever listen to Wendy Williams on her show radio... You know, she always has this ask, ask Wendy where she gave advice, right? Right. And for a long time, I felt like, bitch, who the fuck are you giving advice? Like, you know, you sit here and you talk shit about everybody all day, blah, blah, I will say that in this movie, and even in the documentary, I felt like a lot of the advice that she gave really came from what she was dealing with, right? So, like, right. She, she had always, like, you know, she, it, it sounded crazy to hear her being like, yeah, you should hire a private investigator or you should do this. But it's like, that's because she was real life. Like, that's coming from her own personal experiences. Let me tell y'all something. Wendy, hats off to her because she went from being a fucking talk show host from fucking 8 to 12. And then from 1 to 5, she was a fucking bounty hunter. (laughs) (laughs) A bounty hunter. A bounty hunter because how the fuck... 
She had a fucking private investigator on fucking Kevin, was talking to his friends about where he's at. I never understood <laughs> why Kevin's friends was giving up all the tea. Because Queen Wendy. They was like... I'm like, bitch, was you fucking or what? But let me tell you something, too. I feel like this is a whole other situation that's looped in. And this is why I like really follow Zodiacs. Because Virgo men... It all made sense when I found out Kevin, Kevin oh, was yeah, a Virgo. Oh, Kevin... He's a fucking narcissist. <sighs> I'm glad you said it. Yeah, Virgo men are narcissists. To have a whole house nine, nine miles, miles away from where your wife lives. Like, but you could put her in another county. <laughs> a whole house. Like, you made it so convenient for yourself to get from A to B and to really live two separate lives. Like, really out with this bitch, like, whining and dining. They all up in your Ferrari, your, your Rolls Royce. Like, bitch, she over here seeing the stars in the ceiling. I was bitch, like, don't and what really took me out too was the no 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 what really got me is when he took he sent her to fucking rehab, rehab that's exactly so what I was gonna that say way she can be pregnant in peace she's oh my god I'm gagging that's like, ex- that, that's exactly what he, I was gonna say he literally convinced Wendy that she had a drinking problem and sent her to fucking rehab <laughs> it's like whole time I'm drinking because I found out that you have a baby on the way you got the next bitch pregnant I was just so confused. So the way they cute. cast the Charlemagne was filthy, though. Yes. Oh, my gosh. They did him in dirty. Yeah. <laughs> the casting was a little off yeah. in a lot of ways. Like, it really was. I do think that Sierra, like, she got Wendy's mannerisms, mannerisms. and everything down. Definitely. Down packed. So, like, that made it a little bit more believable. I, I agree with you as well. Like, I feel like she didn't really favor her in the looks department. Yeah. And overall, like, I don't feel like the acting was all that. It wasn't. You know, and like, I go on Twitter and like, they're giving her so much. Praise. Shady. Because Come of on, the Halloween about, scene. They talking about give an Emmy. No. I said, huh? No. Because of the whole like... Because of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, movie. the yeah. Halloween when she fainted. But I just feel like as a standalone movie, like if you was on fucking Netflix and you clicked on this, you would not be moved. Like you would be underwhelmed. Like, I would be gagging. If it was... Because it had the, um, the movie and then the documentary right after, like it made sense. Yeah. You know? But... As a standard, like, the movie was terrible. Like, it was so much rushed. And, like, like even the whole, like, rape scene. Like, Wendy, what? <laughs> like It was crazy. It was just something and that was a, thrown in for, like, wow. And then it was just, like, never touched on again. Like, how did that impact you going forward? that's another thing, too, that I, I, what I walked away feeling was that I'm like, Wendy, are you, like, what is your, like, I needed to know, like, what, even in a documentary, she didn't really, like, where's your mental health? Right, because I'm like on the floor. I'm like, Literally. are you seeing someone? Like, these are the questions I wanted to explore more of with you. Like, you were really, you were really going through some fucking shit and really sitting on the fucking radio, cutting up about everybody else's life. Cutting up, like, like through and through, and really going number one. Yeah. Like you was damn good at what you did, but whole time you are literally like your whole mental health, emotional well-being is deteriorating fast. And I feel like that's where she's at right now in life. Yeah. And you could see it while she's I laying wanted, on I the wanted, fucking couch. I wanted to learn more about her health because if, if y'all don't know, like, Wendy has a bunch of health issues. She has Graves' disease. Yeah. something. The something. The thing in her foot. Yeah. Like. And, like, all these other... Like, I wanted to know more about how did you navigate being in the industry, working as much as you do with your health. You know, everything was so focused on Kevin. Yeah. That, you know, I feel like, you know, it definitely, there were definitely different um, perspectives and, and more things I wanted her to delve into. Truth but, be told, I feel like it would have been better off if Wendy didn't have, um, if she didn't have anything to do with it. I feel like there should have been, like, people around her or people who've, like, 
been with her since her career started, they should have been the ones to tell the story because I feel like because she mm, controlled know. the narrative, like it was so shifted and focused on how fucked up she is right now and like who fucked her up, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was just even watching the documentary and just watching her just like break down over and over again. Like it was Horror. just like girl, like get it together. But she named it the perfect thing. Like, Wendy Williams, what a mess. Like, <laughs> that's how I walked away. Like, what a mess. Like, and you're big. And that's another thing, too. Like, a fear of mine. Like, finding love and then losing it 20, 30 years in. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, I feel like she's at that point right now, too, where she's just like, what do I do? Yeah. And she's trying to, like, mask it with the cats and the show and the dates. And, and it's just like, sis, like, you're getting old. Like, you need to get... Get it together. Get your mental together so you can be at peace for the rest of your life. Like, for sure. It's just sad. All in all, I would say if you have four hours to spare, do watch it. And, I still can't believe it was four you know, hours. Yeah, it was. Oh, my gosh. Um, and let's transition right over into our big check portion of the show. This is where we talk about, you know, people who's making the money. Mm-hmm. Okay? First up, we have Gabrielle Union. Herself and her husband, Dwayne Wade, they're penning a book inspired by their daughter, Kavia. Um, the book is entitled Shady Baby. Shady Baby. It's going to be a picture book. So. She is the shadiest baby of them all. Yes. So basically, she posted on Instagram, Kavia has an opinion and soon she will share it with the world. Dwayne and I are excited to announce Shady Baby, our picture book, which teaches kids to use their moral compass and inner strength to choose kindness and compassion and to stick up for themselves and others. So it's definitely going to be a big check for them, I'm sure. Um, yeah, and a cute check for Kavya. <laughs> absolutely. Also in the news regarding books this week, um, did you know Little Nas X had a book out? No. Yes, he has a book out for um, children. It's a picture book. And it's basically entitled C is for Cowboy. And it's basically him throughout the book as a cowboy going down the alphabet. So he was awarded New York Times bestseller, so I'm, so I'm sure he received a big check. So definitely shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Like he's 21 and already a best New York Times bestselling author. Like that's definitely a big thing. Good for him. So um, up next, I have a little baby. Um, he did a recent interview with Double um, XL, and he talked about how he has plans to open um, a restaurant very soon, <clears throat> and that's his next business um, endeavor. Um, it's supposed to be open by... It was supposed to have been open by January, but, you know, due to other things, um, he's thinking it'll probably be open February or March. Um, it'll definitely be... A, he said it'll be a Southern-themed food and vibe. And, um, you know, he talked about lamb chops, lobster tails, rice and stuff. We, we told you about splitting the check. So, Ooh. you know, he said, he said a little music, alcohol, stuff like that. Um, and this is a really good business, you know, for him to branch off into. Definitely, like, opening a restaurant is difficult, though, too. It's, like, the first year is definitely, like, the toughest. But, Absolutely. But I think, you he know. He shouldn't have any problems. You know, yeah, baby, as long as, he you know. Atlanta. Make sure you, but also make sure you hire folks that are going to upkeep. He needs security, for sure. Because I feel like it's going to become a hangout, like, Easy. Not security. He definitely needs security. But I'm just like, also make sure that you have staff and, you know, service is great and all this other stuff because otherwise your business probably won't last too long. But, yeah. Um, and I'm not going to lie, Atlanta, as far as customer service, they be cutting up. 
So, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. We'd definitely love to see it, though. Um, we spoke about Bernie last week and mentioned that he was selling merch about the meme that was going viral. Yeah, he was. He raised $1.8 million. Yeah, he did. And he's going to donate it to charity. So, definitely shout out to Bernie. We don't deserve him. A big check off some bullshit. Like, <laughs> I wish it was me. Right. Um, someone who we don't talk about as much as we probably should, and I believe he's really, like, pushing entrepreneurship. I just don't like him sometimes, though. Yeah. I'm like his son. But he's definitely, like, pushing the envelope forward as far as, like, entrepreneurship and... For sure. Innovative business ventures and things like that. Like, we've gotten um, tips from him. We've gotten ramen. We've gotten a whole bunch of shit since... Syrup. Syrup. You know, like, a whole bunch of shit since the um, foundation of... His record label, mm-hmm. No Limit Records. Now Master P is partnering with um, one of the creators of um, Tesla. His name is Richard Patterson. He, he was a former engineer, not a creator. And basically, they're starting this new supercar company called Tryon. It will be the first black-owned supercar company. So I'm definitely excited to see this become a thing. And... Also, too, like, I'm excited to see, like, the reaction of the rappers because Mm -hmm. if you know, like, you know that most of their budget goes to fucking cars, you know? So I'm definitely excited to see that push through. Um, Jamie Foxx made history. Did you get to see the movie Soul? Yes, I loved it. It was actually really cute. I wasn't expecting to... um, connect with it that Mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. But Jamie Foxx made history... In Soul as the first black lead in a Pixar film. And as you know, like Soul is one of the most watched Pixar films of the year. So definitely big checks to him. Mm-hmm. Um, K. Michelle, she took the Instagram last week and she announced that she has a new TV show in the works with Lifetime. Um, she didn't reveal too many details about <clears throat> the nature of this television project, but she did explain that She's excited to begin filming in February and, um, you know, she's doing something that will help women live and save lives. Um, She did speak about her past um, in reality TV, specifically on love and hip hop and how, you know, she was just not passionate about that. She didn't have any desire to be on camera with the cast and that she just didn't care. And as she wants to do something more than just be throwing drinks and shaking the table. As she said. And so she wants to, and namely, she said, I want to turn my pain into purpose. So congratulations to her. Um, and I'm, I will definitely be tuned in when, you know, the show launches. Absolutely. I wonder if it's going to be like a Wendy thing, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Um, also this week, um, Beyonce released Icy Park. A, a preview of Icy Park, I should say. Um, it features Guap along with Haley and a couple other people. So Beyonce's definitely coming for those checks. Um, she oh, let's is. Let's be very clear. She's doing it this week too. This is oh my gosh. So I have this recurring thought of like the wrong people getting the right opportunities, <laughs> and one of those instances is Little Uzi Vert. I, I <laughs> so this week we found out that little Uzi have been working with Eliante 
Oh my the gosh. Yes. For a pink diamond worth $24 million. Apparently, Uzi has been paying for this diamond for a couple years now. And guess what he's going to do with this diamond? Put it in his fucking face like a. Never mind. <laughs> like, what? $24 million for a diamond to go into your face. Like, what is the point? What is the point? Like, Uzi, people are fucking dying. People aren't able to pay their fucking bills. People are fucking struggling in life. And you're spending $24 million on a pink diamond. Yeah, this is crazy. To go in between your fucking eyebrows. Like, make it make sense. Because I, like, I just don't get That's worse it. than the Soldier Boy Gucci symbol in the middle of his forehead. Fuck all that. Like, like what a whole... It just doesn't make any sense to me. And it's just like, black people, when we get money, like, we need to manage it Y'all better. Y'all be niggering it up. Like, I'm like this, money is, this is exactly a case of that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, you could be doing so much. You could fucking invest that $24 million into the fucking cure for cancer. And here you are buying a fucking pink diamond to go in between your fucking eyebrows. Like, I just don't get it. Like, it's just the weirdest flex to me, but... Nonetheless, it's a big check. And lastly, my big check will go to Amanda Gorman. We spoke. She was the youth poet at Joe Biden's inauguration. She will actually recite an original poem at the Super Bowl, which I believe is next week. I don't know. I don't watch the sports. Atlanta's going to be a zoo. It's, it's in Atlanta? Atlanta's usually a zoo. Oh, for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) What I found interesting was um, that her poem will highlight three individuals the NFL will honor as honorary captains at the Super Bowl who served as leaders in their respective communities during the global pandemic. Um, Let me see who are those three people. I can't find the names of those three people. But yes, and don't worry... I'm going to get into the NFL later on in this episode. But but congratulations to Amanda getting her word out there. Her poem was very moving, and so I, I expect nothing less. I knew a big check was coming her way. Mm-hmm. I definitely knew Good it. for her. So Shout out to her. And let's just transition over into <laughs> the checklist portion of the show. Oh, baby. We have so we much have, to unpack. We have so much to unpack. Like It, it wasn't really... It wasn't even like a crazy news week. It was just major stories that just kept unfolding. Yes. Across the fucking timeline. And I'm going to start with, I don't even claim this nigga, but I guess the whole Harlem world was upset and up in arms. I had no idea he's from Harlem. I'm going to get into him a little bit. Please give me the history lesson. It's Jimmy Smacks. (laughs) <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> if you don't know who Jimmy Smacks is, honestly, how I can best explain to you is that he's just a mixy Harlem nigga. He doesn't do he he's not, he don't he don't rap, he don't he doesn't have any fucking talent. He's mixy. He's from 140th. So he's like a socialite? Essentially. Okay. He's from 140th, the same block as ASAP Mob, Tiana Taylor. That range. And he's around that age group, like our age group. So he knows, like, he, he, he went to school with a bunch of people. He was dating Trina, I heard. 
I'm gonna get into all that. He was um he was yeah, so he he grew up with a lot of, you know, A-side people, went went to high school with them, New Tiana Taylor, cool, cool, cool. He's just always just been like a mixy nigga. Honestly, to be honest, I can't even pinpoint like what his rise to fame was and what he did. He just was always just like you said, Around. for lack of a better word, like a socialite, essentially. And so what led me to Jimmy Smacks on this fateful day was I wake up and I'm on my Instagram <laughs> and I saw that Santana had posted a clip from um, his page, Jimmy Smacks page. Oh, and it was a little person sitting on Jimmy Smack's lap. Yes, he be fucking And Saucy Santana was like, what the fuck is this? So I click on Jimmy Smack's page because I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Go to his Instagram page and this is where I discover that this nigga is basically an OnlyFans porn star. Yes. Unbeknownst to me. (laughs) Right? And so, you know, I'm seeing him. He fucking all type of porn stars, all type of little people, like, you know, whatever case may be. I clicked the link in his bio because he has, like, some interviews up there. I even, like, watched a couple of the interviews where, you know, he spoke about, you know, he has dated Trina. He has dated Mariah Lynn. Yes. Um, who else did he date? I think that's about it that we know of. Um, but I, I watched him do, like, these, like, series of interviews. And one interview stood out of, essentially, he was just like, you know, nah, I'm not gay, like... I'm not none of that, like, but I do support the LGBTQ community. So I'm like, hmm, okay, like, that's interesting. Like, I can't remember, I, I'm i blanking on what the nature of that conversation was, but, mm-hmm. you know, and literally hours later, the internet go crazy. He posts, Jimmy Smacks posts to his Instagram a selfie of him in a trans porn star. Oh, I think that was a porn star. I mean, I'm assuming... I, I believe she's a porn star. Mm-mm. God forgive me if she's not. <laughs> no, I, I believe that she is, though. So let me tell you how I got familiar with and this. And this, this sent everybody up in arms. Somebody screen recorded a video of him giving head to the trans woman. And social media just ran with it, child. And it just went up and stuck. Let me tell you how I got familiar with this whole Jimmy Smacks character. So I think his whole like niche on OnlyFans is like fucking doing outlandish things. Okay. You get me? Yeah. Part hence the little people. Hence the little people, like outside, like in a desert, on top of cars, like a whole bunch of weird outlandish things. So that's one. Then I think the day before, like he mentioned that he's gonna like wow the people. Yes, yes. And then this got leaked. But apparently, um, they made it seem as though like it was the trans woman that leaked it. And he mentioned, no, like this is something that I wanted out there. Mm-hmm. You know? So it became a little hazy to me because it was just like, it's still kind of hazy to me as I watched his Instagram lives and he's like, oh, I'm not gay. I want, but I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And, you know, I'm like, so are you standing in your truth or are you not? 
Like, yeah. I feel, he, he's like, but I still got the baddest bitch in my crib, right, in my condo right now. Yeah. I helped a lot of you niggas when y'all was down. I helped y'all families. I did this. I did that. And he's been making money. I've been, you know, giving, like, you know, helping y'all. And y'all, you know, basically, he wasn't giving us no straight answers. And I'm not sure if I needed him to say, oh, I'm gay or oh, I'm this. But also, you have to understand well, you have to understand people's curiosity for why you were doing some things. Because his messaging is quite confusing. Because then he goes into saying, you know, I'm not gay, I'm not this, but, you know, I did this for money, like $2 million, bro. Like, I did this. $2 million. Yeah. You know, so, it's, <laughs> so I, I can't get heads or tails about what the fuck you like. Me, personally, you know I'm always a big fan of... I don't give a fuck who you lay down with. Absolutely. But when you put it out there for public consumption, you have to expect... Not necessarily hate, because I do not agree with the hate messages and the death threats, but you have to understand how people, those, especially those close to you, will be confused. Yes. So, with this situation, I'm a little hazy, as I mentioned, because, like, I, in a lot of ways, like, I don't believe that he wanted this out. But then he put it on his OnlyFans. I feel like that was kind of, like, his way of damage control, you know? Mm. Because it just doesn't... His responses to the questions, his response to the public, like, it just seems so, like... Like, it's a weird stance. Like, he doesn't really know how... And he seems, like, hurt in a lot of ways because he's, like, all these people that he had their back. Ah, ah, ah. Like, so... Yeah, it, like, how does one relate to the other? You know what I'm saying? So, I do feel like it was... Like, he didn't mean for it to come out. Because if you planned on putting this on OnlyFans, like, I feel like it would have been better production, number one. It would have been... Uh, like, I feel like you would have been more confident... And how everything is playing out. Like, you probably wouldn't have went online and, you know, speaking, spoken about all these people that turned their back on you and how you had them. Ah, 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 like. And then he posted something cryptic. Like, I guess someone DM'd him and was like, oh, you're a marketing genius. And basically trying to say, like, the video <laughs> is botched, essentially. And, like, you know, all these other things. And so, for me, I just feel like you doing all of this. I, I just can't give what the head or tells is, you yeah. know, like I just can't like I don't I, I generally don't care who the fuck you are laying down with and what you do and what you want to experience. But it's like when people are asking you a question, why can't you just give them an answer? Yeah, which is why it just leads that's me to the believe. Weird, like, that's where I'm getting all the weird vibes from. Like, I don't care what the fuck you... Listen, you wanna... You are not the first nigga to fuck a trans person and you won't be the last. You get what I'm saying? But it's you getting on live trying to spin circles and talk yeah. around folks. You know what I mean for this to come to out? To make it seem like, you know, oh, y'all just hating or y'all just whatever. I'm getting so much money. I'm this, I'm that. And whole time is like, we just trying to make sure, like, what do you, like, are you fluid? Are you, you know, whatever? Because it's just, it's just, like you said, it's hazy. That's the perfect word. Like, this yeah. whole situation is hazy. He didn't mean for this to come out. He definitely didn't. <laughs> like, I can't, it just doesn't make sense at all. Like, 
It doesn't. Like, I feel like the person probably tried to, like, blackmail him, and he was just like... But if he made the video for his only... Oh, you think that... Do you think that he made the video for his OnlyFans? I don't think he made the video. It was the um, trans woman made, that made the video. Because oh. even in the video, like, it was just like, what is this? You know, like, it seemed like he wasn't even aware in a lot of ways. It was like... Oh, baby, using, he was aware because she was like, don't suck it like this. Don't okay. use teeth. <laughs> it was a lot. Like... <laughs> It was really a lot. I, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's very hazy. But I don't like the fact that there's this whole response to the situation of, oh, there's a whole bunch of people that are like Jimmy Smacks, but they're not comfortable in their masculinity. I, I don't like that response because it's just like this. First of all, like, he's trying to make profit. Like, his whole response is money. money. So it's like, come on. Like, it's just... It's just a real shitty. Hazy yeah, and it's situation. like, is like are download men in the black community a thing? And is that you know absolutely, something? absolutely. But to, I'm not gonna use Jimmy Smacks as no fucking case study or as the fucking iconic figure that I'm gonna be like, well, see, look, no, because like you said, his his he, response. He's, he's trying to. He's marketing. I just went to his Instagram page right now, and the nigga's still posting talking about who should be in my next video. Exactly. Like, I don't... He posted on his IG story him in a hotel room with two bitches with fat asses and all yeah. types of surgeries and all And I still don't even understand, like, what's the appeal of him, but... I don't get it either. And also, I just hope everyone is being safe and is being getting tested and doing... And not even just saying, like, because I'm not even saying that off of, you know... I say that for any type of sex worker, a porn star, whatever... Know your status and hope yeah. you are being safe in whatever work you're choosing to do. We'll because keep you this posted on this. Moving, he's moving real shysty. And for you, a better word. Yikes. <laughs> did you peep how like all of his exes, like the past women I fucked him, all came forward with some shit? Like no, a negative not. response. Like it was just like, what the fuck? The that he's not gay, the that we fuck. So it's just been, you know. Oh, baby, that's your ego. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. You have to know, like you know. But it's the it, it happens. It's an issue within our I know, culture. I know. Uh, listen, I have gay friends that have knocked down a lot of you bitches. Okay, <laughs> it's fine. But also too, like it's just that same issue of like I'm sure there's bitches you know that you've dealt with too that it was just like they turned lesbian afterwards but that's not frowned upon right you know mm -hmm. so it's just like definitely definitely it's so much to unpack but it also just goes to show like how much work we still have to do as a people you know yeah and also just knowing that sexuality is really a spectrum and so like forcing people to identify like I know I can't I know I and explaining my sexuality to my parents, or like my parents, are like, so you're a lesbian, so you're straight, so you're, and I'm like, I date who I like to date. So I might bring home a girl, I might bring home a guy. I don't know. Just know that whoever I bring home is the person that is making me happy at the moment. Right. And this is who I want to be with. Respect it. You know, so that's how we're gonna close that out. Yeah. Definitely a lot to unpack. We'll keep you posted on that. Um, this week, Little Miss Dream Doll. Dream. Dream Doll. <laughs> Dream. She's been um, making a lot of headlines this week, through and through. Like, yes. did you see her video, her freestyle that she released today? Sunday? Yes, 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 I did. I listened to it at least five times. Yeah, she is definitely coming. She has heat. You know, she's been consistent, I will say. She's mm -hmm. been withstanding the test of times with... 
the ah uh, ah uh, you know the Prada Prada. Mm-hmm. She has a couple bangers, like I will say that. Yeah, she do. So she's definitely letting us know that she's here to stay and that she's grown with her nightmare flow. Yes, she did. So I definitely want to first start off, start off with that. She was in the headlines this week because she was seen out. She was not seen out. She was seen Tay, out. Tay out. <laughs> she was out with Tay. When Nikki said, if he got seen out with me, it's a big look. It's a big look. <laughs> It was definitely a big look for bankroll Freddie, because I had no idea about this man prior to him being seen out <laughs> with Dream Doll. Dream. You know, he was born in Helena, Arkansas, and he was signed, as we mentioned, by QC. And basically, he's currently residing in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and he has been seen. This has been over a couple months. So, as you mentioned, like Tay did bring it to the shade room, but. They, they've been pictured at a couple different events, but because nobody knows who he is, it wasn't really official, I guess, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So it was never really like a headline. This week, it became a headline after Tay posted it, and Bankroll was seen- All up know, in a section. All up in a section with his arm around Dream, and there was a song playing too. I forgot um, what song. I forgot what song. But basically, she was saying, like, if they broke up, like, it was going to be a big thing. So she was definitely saying her claim. And honestly, I see why. Like, you know, I can give a compliment to a guy and bankroll. He's a good bankroll. I'm, like, I don't know too much about him. So definitely got to deep dive more. But I'm just happy that she's not fucking with these lame ass niggas. I think you you might have spoken too soon. So, according oh to God. the blogs, what? yep, according to the blogs, um, this is from the Neighborhood Talk. This is fresh off. One of um, Bankroll's baby mother's oh. friends reached oh. out to the blog, basically oh. saying, hey, you know that story I posted about Dream Doll and Bankroll yesterday? My friend, that's his baby mother. And they just had a baby four months ago. And is very much still involved. <laughs> Literally was telling her he's going to do right by her and he <laughs> loved her and all this stuff. The same day he went out with Dream and she woke up. So <laughs> 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 well, she so she thought she was dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had a nightmare. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's definitely. Oh, never mind. She sure know how to pick them. I don't know. Yeah, mind. and she's a Pisces too, so you know she's definitely gullible. But <laughs> <laughs> Pisces <are> gullible? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm crying. But let me tell you something. I feel like because you know I'm. I'll be telling y'all like I'm very wary of situations these days. And I honestly feel as though Bankroll is looking for a come up. He definitely is. Like, I feel like he probably still is very much in love with his baby mother. But Dream Doll, she's pretty and she's popping right now. And she plugged in. Definitely plugged in. Let's be clear. Like, now you're on a fucking, you're on the headlines. Like, you was never. You was never on a big checklist. Period. But, you know, so it's a big thing. Like you got me listening to your, to your, to your shit off the, off the strength of dream. Exactly. Like, Blow my mind. And that just goes to show the state of music, too. But that's a <laughs> whole other conversation. <laughs> because, yeah. huh. Yo. But I definitely think he's looking for a come up. If you know Atlanta, if y'all been studying, you know, the scene, you know that Atlanta's the place to be right now because it's the only place open. Hello. 
Tay, Jada, fucking Ari the Don, all of them, they're plugged into Atlanta. Everybody. Like, that's the whole, you know, and yes. Dream found her way. Honestly, that definitely does. Did you see Dust bought her on oh, man? Yeah, we did. The locket? Yeah, we did. Beautiful. Oh, wow. A queen. He never got that before. Never. A Scorpio. Mm. Go ahead. But anyway, <laughs> I feel like even Dream, like I don't feel like she would be as popping as she is right now if she didn't go to Atlanta That's a and get plugged into that group. Absolutely. You know? So I definitely Absolutely. think this is a great marketing strategy for Bankroll. And also too, like I don't think it's gonna last long. Like I just hope Dream is smart enough to not push out a baby for this man and, like, you oh know, Lord. no ties. Like, yeah. So we'll be definitely keeping you posted on that. Also, Dream was in the headlines this week because there was a video going viral of her fucking making Shirley. You know, Shirley? Yeah. Lace and one. Shirley was spitting in her mouth. What she said on the different freestyle? Fuck <laughs> being cuffed up, nigga, spit in my butt. Yeah. She's disgusting. That's a line that stuck out to many. <laughs> but I think she like spit, apparently, because apparently when she was with YBN I Almighty oh, J. Yes, yes, yes. She was spitting in his mouth and he was spitting in her mouth and he was It's like, Corona going around. This is why I can't be doing Yeah. Oh my God. But folks are also speculating that Dream Doll may be fluid. Because yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, yes. yeah, I definitely have has have heard that before. And I think that she's even. I think she might have answered that in like a Q and A. She answered it on Twitter. She was like that. Shirley's her wife. Oh okay. And when she gets drunk, she turns into a lesbian. Oh, um, okay. You want to know? But I bitch, again. Are you pussy? What, what are you doing? <laughs> bitch. Questions that need answers. But I wonder how would you respond if you found out that a guy when he gets drunk. He turns gay. <laughs> How would you respond? Do not do me in like this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know I'm trying to be on a different type of time. Please. Can you just stop? <laughs> I want to know. I want a woman's perspective. And you're the only one here. So. That's crazy. I can't even say I have an open mind. I don't. You can't even say you would have an open mind, right? It's different if I'm dating a nigga who is bisexual. No, I'm talking about your regular hood nigga. He tells you, oh, when I get drunk, I turn gay. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. I don't have any thoughts. Oh my God. It's a tough one. (laughs) I wanted to know. But either way, um, also, Dream Doll released a song with. Hold DJ. on, is he buying all the bottles in the club? Yes. Yeah, because it's a lot of niggas like that, though. <laughs> never mind. I'm, never mind. I'm not about to implicate No, anybody. now we got to go no, in. No, 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 What are you talking about? No, 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 no. What are you talking about? my friends listening, y'all know who I'm talking about. Ay, bendito. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anywho, you see, I got off, and you wanted to go back. I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, nah, you're not going to loop me up in that. Nah, I'm good. Okay. I'm picking my battles this season. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dream Doll also released a song with DJ Khaled and Nori. And in the song, she mentions that she's a new queen of New York. Slow Would you agree? Your fucking roll. Oh. Let's be very clear. <laughs> I got a time, like, Relax with the. I mean, maybe it sounded cute in the bar and whatever. That's what you said it, but sweetheart, no, you're not. Don't get out your body. Yeah, don't get out your body like that. Like, (laughs) niggas, let's be clear. 
The problem with like, like dream, like you're local, if you want to be real. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you have a following or whatever, but you not real. Like, I just feel like you local in the sense of like. She's niggas, too touchable. Yeah. Like, you know, niggas know you off the strength of Instagram. Like, you know. Blah blah, like that's how you got your exposure. I think to be the queen of New York, like you really gotta have impact. Dream, I don't feel your impact in New York. Oh shit! Like <laughs> Nikki, and I'm not, and this is not to order my butt. When I queen of New York, Nikki hands down, mm-hmm. impact. Period. Yeah. Even bitches, bitches kill me. Oh, I don't like Nikki no more. Blah blah blah. Every time she released a new verse, y'all bitches is quoting her. Mm-hmm. Like she had bitches, no matter where you was from in New York, had bitches wanting to fucking. With the bangs and the black with the pink hair, like Nikki Barbie chain, all that. Mm-hmm. Like that's really impact. And so I don't, I don't, I guess the next person I say will also have impact would probably be Cardi to some extent. Yeah, I'll give it to her. Cardi him. has has had impact. Um, impact as well. But Dream, let's not get beside yourself. Let's keep that as I'ma just say that you said that because it went with the with the bar. Yeah. But, but mamas don't get a big head. But I definitely think too, like she's able like, to even get away with stuff like that because of the state of music right now. You you not rapping with the best of the best. Nikki was on a song with Jay Z and Kanye and Ross and all rapping <laughs> with these niggas. Let's See be what? Clear. But I feel like right now, like nobody's actually putting out music, so like Dream is able to get away with stuff like that. That's true. But let's be clear, Nikki released something, you're done for. So yeah. let's let's just. You are bubbling. Are you hot? Yes. You being consistent. You're gaining traction. You're getting more eyes on you. But you're not the queen yet, But you're not the queen yet. Like, let's remain... Please know yourself. Stay in your body. (laughs) In your butt shots. (gasps) You did not. You did not not take it to the operating table. I'm Not to surgery shame. Because all the girls be on the operating table. Oh, my gosh. Nikki had to stay in her butt shots, too. Um, Also this week... Trey Songs found himself, found himself, found himself in cuffs at a game. And basically, this is after assaulting a cop. Apparently, the cop ran up on him wrongfully. Um, Trey Songs, like, punched the cop. It connected. Had the cop, cop in a, I was supposed to say cock. I had the cop in a fucking headlock. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Trey was really doing this nigga filthy in his uniform. Yeah, he was fighting for everyone black. But if y'all don't know, Trey Song's got hands though. Like he was the original like R and B singer that was like fucking niggas up. I had no idea. Before like shit became a thing, but yeah. Yeah. Um that officer went down. It was sad, but I'm definitely looking to see how this case unfolds. Trey was arrested and then we saw him on a private jet talking about the game was lit. Like but we're definitely keep we'll definitely we'll be keeping you posted on this story as it develops. But it was definitely a wild video from it, TMZ. It, it, definitely, <laughs> it definitely was a very wild video. And like initially I was, like, kind of nervous because I'm, like, you you see all these fucking other mm-hmm. officers getting involved, and I'm, like, all right. And these white people are like, that's Trey Songs. That's Trey Songs. Right. Like, he didn't do nothing, bro. He didn't do nothing, bro. Like, shut the fuck up. And apparently, I don't, uh, did you mention this, but, like, probably because, apparently it was because he didn't, um. Some fans were bothering him, right? Oh, I heard that it was because he didn't, he wasn't wearing a mask. Oh, no, I didn't hear that part. So it's really uncertain about what escalated this to this point, but here we are. We'll be keeping you posted for sure. We got to talk about the talk of the town. 
the talk of the town. Yeah, we do. Get into it, please. I'm gonna get right into it, y'all. And this is like I've, we have never done this before, but this is literally a trigger warning. I want to be serious about this because honestly, this is really some egregious. This is the word that they've been using. Yes, <laughs> egregiously. SAT words like never in life have you used that word before, please. But it was some terrible things, and what I will say is that what I have noticed over this past week is our black fucking media outlets have been real objective in reporting this. And I find that a bit disturbing. And so to provide some more insight, T.I. and Tiny have been in the headlines literally this entire week. Literally. You cannot avoid it. And if you haven't seen it, you've just been living underneath a rock. But it's just a fucking... Shit show. Shit show. They open the floodgates. And like. what I found, what started this was, apparently the mayor, Keisha Bottom, Lance, yes. Bottoms, this began when she awarded him some sort of award, some social justice award, et cetera, right. et cetera. And um, an old family friend by the name of Sabrina Peterson... Basically wrote underneath, um, you know, the, the picture saying like, hey, you need to be more careful or, you know, selective about who you choose to award these awards. Like he has a history of, you know, basically doing some really nasty things to women and people suffering at the hands of him and his wife. And so this is not somebody that we should necessarily want to be honoring. Right. She goes on. She's a part of this Glam University. I don't know what that is. I didn't take the time to learn about like it. Some type of life coach. Yeah, did not care that much. But Sabrina had first accused T.I. of holding a gun to her head when she was 28. So nearly 10 and a half years ago. And, um, you know, basically this comes from, you know, she has always been, over the last 10 years, she has been vocal Apparently about, you know, Atlanta's um, position of basically naming him the king, king of Atlanta through politicians and other public figures. Um, and she's been constantly, you know, saying like, you know, he's not the one that we should be making the one, right. essentially. I mean, we feel that way, too. We're not even from Atlanta. Very aligned. And um, from there, the floodgates opened. Essentially, Tiny initially responded with some screenshots of T.I. a couple years ago at Glam University with Sabrina's sons. Mm -hmm. And she essentially was victim blaming. She goes, so you want your abusers to train your son? He was just uncle two years ago. Now, when did you now? When did you say my husband assaulted you? Did your mind? Did you change your mind or change it back? What's up with you today, Pooh? I'm confused. It was the Pooh for me. Hello. Stop harassing my family. You strange. Everybody know you've been special. <sighs> Please get help, but leave us alone. And that was initially the first um, contact from Tian Tiny's side about what was going on. And Sabrina didn't let up, though. Absolutely. Sabrina was like, you know, my, my case with him is up, statute of limitations, but... There are a number of people, so at least anywhere between, I've, I've read between 15 to even 30 women yes. have spoken out. 
telling different stories about Ti and Tiny, women bringing women back to the hotel room and back to their homes and giving them drugs yes. and you know having sex with their like bodies and not being able to like. A bunch of stuff. Them taking people's phones and essentially holding NDAs, them captive yep. and NDAs and all these, all of these fucking things. Gruesome. And as this is happening, I'm just like, why isn't this not getting more attention? Right? And it brought me back to the Red Table Talk. I remember that conversation that we had about the Red Table Talk when the, when the white, when the daughter of Lori Lohan came in and yeah. was like, oh, you know, whatever. And Glamp and Tammy yes. was like, not the fuck today. Right. It brought me back to the Red Table Talk about how Red Table Talk allowed for black men like Snoop Dogg and T.I. to come there at their table and really explain their fucking abuse towards black women. Mm-hmm. And so it's not even a matter of what you believe or what you don't believe. I think the proof is in the pudding. T.I. and Tiny's tumultuous history, this is not far-fetched. They, T.I. and Tiny have been very open about having three sons within their marriage and what they do. Yes. And so if you don't think that things... I, I don't know. It, it, was, it was just a lot. And then, before we like really unpack and get to our own personal thoughts about the things... Um, he releases, they, they released this joint statement. Terrible statement. Oh my God. So bland. I want to, I was expecting T.I. to really at least give me a little Instagram live situation where you don't, you like to speak about everything expeditiously, but it took you three days, three or four days to come up with this terrible ass statement. And I'm going to read this statement because it ain't much. It doesn't say much, hmm. but it says, Mr. And Mrs. Harris want to be on record and more importantly, want the public to know empathetically deny in the strongest way possible the egregiously appalling allegations being made against them by Sabrina Peterson. The Harrises have had difficulty with this woman for well over a decade. They are taking this matter very seriously and if these allegations don't end, they will take appropriate legal action. This is not how you respond to the accusations of you fucking running a fucking sex operation. Uh-uh. You, T.I. and Tiny, like, we are in the era of we've seen Surviving R. Kelly. We've seen Harvey Weinstein. Y'all up there Definitely. with them at this point. And so this statement is a bunch of fucking bullshit. Absolutely. That's I don't, I'm just disgusted through and through. So my whole take on this is, like, I have mixed feelings. Like, I feel like, um, because I've been watching a bunch of the backstories of Shakana coming out. The, um, she just made it more messy. I just, yeah, the interviews with, um, not the interviews, the conversations between Sabrina and the victims. Like, it's just been a lot of... And it really does seem like Sabrina is really out to get um, T.I. and Tiny. Mm -hmm. But also, too, like, there's no denying the fact that they do partake into threesomes and drugs and all of these things. Like, Mm -hmm. that's definitely, you know, happening. So I don't know, like, the lengths of which it goes, but drugs are definitely involved, you know? So I think 
But the part that really gets me too is the fact that you guys sign up to do this. You know, like it's not like he put a gun to like, he put a gun to Sabrina's head because apparently like But what did they sign up for? If I'm saying <clears throat> like, oh yeah, like I'ma agree, like I'm coming back, yes, I'm down for a threesome. But who says like because from from the tell they were like they were forcing women to do drugs like I that's the part that gets murky because it's like why are you forcing me to do drugs if I've already signed this NDA? So basically, what I got from the conversation that Sabrina had is like technically technically they're not forced to do it. So it's like you can either do it or leave. But then some women were saying that they were not given their phone and they couldn't leave and. You know, other people in the entourage had their way with them. So, like, it's just a lot of... It's a lot of confusing parts, for sure. But I feel like, from what I got, these women definitely had a say. Like, they chose to go down that route, which is why most of them didn't come forward before. You know? So, it's just... It's a sticky situation, but it is a messy situation. Like, I feel like... We always knew that something was happening amongst T.I. and Tiny. Hello. Like, Rob Kardashian mentioned it when him and Black China was going back and forth, how they had a threesome with Black China. Oh, shit. And drugged her and did a whole bunch of shit. What? Yeah, it was a big thing. So, definitely, this is nothing new. I feel like... I just hate the silence, though, of, you know, the silence around this, though, because of who T.I. is. Because I'm like, we've seen, like I said, we've in this everywhere, we've seen a Bill Cosby, we've seen an R. Kelly, we've seen, you know, a Harvey Weinstein. We've seen what silence does. And like, just because he has power and influence and whatever, doesn't mean that we should not be reporting on this. Like, this is, he owes, he owes people, he owes the public an explanation. The same way you can get up there and talk about Atlanta is this great city and you can respond about everything underneath the right. sun that don't pertain to you, but it... You give us a generic ass statement. Right. You don't say nothing about how how serious you take sexual assault. You have a daughter. You just with less than a year, you was on record talking about your daughter's hymen. Yeah. And, that, and thought prevention hours. You are showing a record pattern yeah. of something Narcissism. when it comes to women. And you Absolutely. have to have a honest conversation. You have to I, I I'm sorry, I don't want to hear it. It it's just a lot. Like it definitely is. And I feel like it's the story is still developing too because I feel like in a lot of ways like he's not speaking on it because he's gonna lawyer up if yeah. she continues. So even like he made a video of him basically he made a video to let her know to stop making videos is what I got. And that's intimidation. Like, it you is. Know what I mean? like, it that's definitely intimidation is. That like that all all goes back to even in his even in the statement that was released by their peoples of like if she don't stop these things, then we're going to take legal action. That's intimidation. It definitely is. But also, too, like, there's been screenshots of people who were, had conversations with Sabrina who were like, oh, like, I was lying. Um, the video made the shade room. Uh, uh, so, like, mm. it's also that taking place, too. Yeah. That's watering down the story. Yeah, so, it's yeah, just like. Yeah, for sure. Not to take away from the seriousness of the situation, but the credibility is up in the air. Yeah. You know? Because. From what we understand, too, like, these people definitely signed up to do a threesome with T.I. and Tiny. And also, too, they were alluding to the fact that Sabrina wanted Tiny to leave T.I. Yeah, for her. that's what Shekana was saying. She yeah, was. you get what I'm saying? So, like, it's also that taking, like, it's just a lot of different factors, which... A lot of different moving pieces, moving parts. Mm-hmm. And, that's definitely um, making the story just more But I'm just saying, crazy. no matter how the fucking cloth... 
lays or how whatever however the dominoes fall T.I. you're done for in my book like you just had one too many instances of how you treat women how you treat your fucking wife how you talk about your, your daughter. fucking daughter it's just disgusting behavior about how you value women in your life mm-hmm. so for that I don't need to know anymore I don't give a fuck if three of the stories was fake or whatever I don't care because somewhere in that the truth is is the fucking truth and means you was partaking in some nasty ass behavior and tiny you are fucked up whatever you're just dumb so it doesn't even matter Yikes. <laughs> I, it, it just i just can't Yikes. and like we're getting a bit heavy but also to move on another trigger warning please tell me about this i have no idea about this story. i don't this story is very um it's just very disgusting to even please get into it um but nfl player Chad Wheeler, um, I believe he was. He plays see, with Seattle Seahawks. Yes, yeah. Seattle Seahawks. He was, um, actually cut from the team. Yes. In light of um, three criminal charges after his arrest on suspicion of felony domestic violence, and let me just say, NFL and domestic violence just go hand in hand. Like we've seen this time and time again. We have Ray Rice. We got. Um, what's the other guy? Um, was it Anthony Hernandez? Yes. So many people, right? Of of so many NFL players. Um, and this whole story is just so fucking crazy because it, much like the Ti story, it took days for this to surface to media. And once again, a black woman at the hands of other are being harmed at the hands of other people. And so, you know, um, according to the report, um, Chad Wheeler attacked his girlfriend in the bedroom, choking her um, with both of his hands until she lost consciousness. And after she had awoke, he had choked her again until she became unconscious again. Right? And, um, you know, she... Came awoke a second time, and this is what the girlfriend has shared with the police that when Chad came to the bedroom where she was like, you know, half in and out of consciousness, he goes, Oh, you're still alive. Yeah. And so she then went into the bedroom, she locked the, the bathroom, she locked the door, and she texted her friends, her family, um, asked, and even his father. Asking them to all call 911. And um, I don't know if this was like a neighbor or somebody else, but someone else had also called 911 and told an operator that, you know, essentially like there was a woman being killed, essentially. Killed. And when police arrived, um, he refused to be arrested. Um, You know, the police were really unable to put him in handcuffs. And so they used the taser. And um, according to the arrest like documents, um, Wheeler was saying, I don't beat women. And he yelled to the girlfriend that I love you and all these other things. And she went to the hospital and doctors determined that she has a fractured arm and a dislocated elbow. Her face was swollen. These, these, these pictures were pretty gruesome. Um, she had a lot of lesions on her neck. Um, and some in the shape of fingertips. Oh my gosh. And so just to take into account, Chad Wheeler is six foot seven and he weighs 310 pounds. Oh my gosh. 
His girlfriend is five foot nine and weighs 145 pounds. Yo. Oh and, you know, the girlfriend said that she believes that Chad has bipolar disorder and that he had not been taking his medication. And so eventually, like, you know, it first started with, you know, him being suspended. Right. And then it moved from, you know, him being let go completely. Right. And, and, and the, the team issued this generic statement. And then, you know, he ended up, he went to Twitter. Chad went to Twitter and, you know, he basically described what happened as a manic episode. Right. And basically announced that he would be walking away from football to get the help that he needs to, so that he can never pose a threat to anyone ever again. And that's just kind of where we're at with it. And I'm, this is just a larger conversation about domestic violence and what the sport of NFL does to men's brain. And also it connects to that checkpoint that we had episodes ago of would you be able to date someone with a mental disorder. Literally. Like, this is it coming to life. Like, it's so crazy. And, and it's just, like, it just... NFL play... Like, it, there's just a long-standing history of this. Like, Absolutely. you know what I mean? Concussions like, and a whole bunch of shit. Concussions with CTE, all of these things. Like, literally, research out there that's, that, that, that lets us know that these men in these contact sports, like, their brains... Are fucked. Are fucking mushed by the time they're fucking 30. Mm-hmm. So if you think like you know what I mean, and and that's scary. It definitely is. That is very scary, and it's it's unfortunate. It's it, it's unfortunate that these stories, like I said, she is a black woman. Like the fact that this was like low key hushed for like a couple days before this fucking made headlines. Yeah, I you literally know? saw a tweet that said, "Why is no one talking about this?" And this was the story that was under it. So no one. I definitely get you. It's just sick, like, through and through, like, just being in love with someone who has a fucking mental disorder, and then they decide to not take the medication, mm-hmm. and then here you are, like, choked unconscious more than once, like, and then to come back, and this person who you love is asking if you're still alive. And what's even crazy is that, like, who, not, like, you know, I always don't think that these are isolated incidents. Like, I don't think it was just a manic episode. I think, like, there were probably signs of this. Before. Before. And she ignored it. Even even with him taking medication. You know what I mean? Like, the volatile temper. Like, I know we'd be, like, the Roy Rage. Like, but that's a real thing. Like, that's a real fucking side effect of, like... Bipolar disorder. Yeah. and, And just NFL players, like, in this... In that industry of, like, you know, whatever the case may be. Not saying that he was on steroids or whatever, but just, like, you know, aggression and, you know... The fucking the pre-workouts give me that shit. So I could just imagine on that level when you're getting paid to perform. Yeah, like the type of fucking supplements you have to be on. Yeah, you know. So So I definitely get it. Prayers up, I like to her. I wish her absolutely to her. To him, he could choke. Go to hell. Like he could choke. I don't for sure. Like. You know, NFL, y'all need to really... The NFL needs to really do something to motherfucking address mental health in their players. Because y'all have a history, like, history 
Like, it's it's disgusting at this point. And honestly, too, like, dumb... Like, gender-based violence. But them even having him as a player on the team lets me know that they really don't give a fuck because they knew, from what I've read, they knew that he had fucking bipolar disorder. Yes. So it was just, like, a matter of time. Like, they were just waiting to drop him, you know? And here we are. Because I've never even heard of him prior to this situation. Well, I don't watch the Bulls, so I don't know anything. I've never heard of him. So it's just been, you know, like, it's just crazy. Um... Also, let's just transition right over into another talk of the town this week. So everyone these days are talking about Robin Hood. And I got the app. I don't. The stock mark the stock market and GameStop. It's just been like those three things have been like huge rotation in terms of like headlines and things mm-hmm. like that. So I did a little research and this really like I learned a lot. So apparently, you know, Drake got the finances together. Yeah, um, I told him I cannot do this one. It, mm-hmm, it took a lot. It definitely took a lot. But apparently, well, they kept on telling me if Jack has four apples, then yeah, what? I definitely saw that one too. So I was that like, who got apples? Yeah, they pretty much tried to like dumb it down for like us people who aren't involved in the stock market. So it was just a lot. But apparently, hedge funds, right? They were betting that GameStop. The stock would go down because no one's buying it. Like you yeah, know, yeah, nobody buys video games. Yeah, you buy video games like on the fucking console. So they were betting that it goes down. So if it went down, they would get money. Okay, you get me. So a Reddit user, like an average Joe, went on Reddit and basically created like a fucking thread mm-hmm. for people to start buying, um, investing in GameStop to bring it up. Uh-huh. So that went against the bet of the hedge funds. Got it. Ah, uh, right. You see how simple you? Yes, simple math. Simple, simple math. Right. Stuff. So they pretty much forced what's called a um, short squeeze, mm. and basically in forcing that short squeeze, the hedge funds were losing funds. Uh, yes. So the the shit comes into play because on Thursday morning at around ten a.m. Right. Robinhood users, the average Joes, weren't able to buy stocks. Yes, yes. Right? And that pretty much, like, violated their... Free market. Yes, and became ultimately market manipulation is what they called it. Mm. Right? So they've been getting sued left and right with class action lawsuits is how it's been going. And pretty much it's just been a shit show because apparently Citadel... They, they have a company that's pretty much like owning everything right now. And they basically passed um, a regulation pretty much if you want to buy stocks, like you only have to put down a certain percentage of the collateral. On Thursday, they made it so you have to put down 100% of the collateral. So if you were someone who was using um, Robinhood, mm-hmm. before Thursday, you were able to like put down, like say you bought a stock for a dollar, you put like 2%, 2 Cents on mm-hmm. the stock, but it wouldn't come out until like Thursday. Citadel made it so 100% of the collateral oh. is needed. So if you wanted to buy fucking $500 worth of stock, like Robinhood had to have that right away. Yeah. And they weren't able to do that, so they pretty much had to like stop the purchase of stocks for everyone. So it's been like a whole shit show going on. And basically, what they're saying is that um, that essentially like changed Wall Street. Forever, because essentially, like it's illegal for people to join together to like buy stocks. Mm-hmm. 
So the fact that that took place on Reddit, like they technically don't know each other. So it's just like a lot yeah, of... Yeah, baby, let me show you. All my stocks is in the motherfucking red. Yeah. It, need to see it. It's a lot of gray area going on. But basically, what's going to happen going forward is they're going to like basically change the whole market after this. Like the Wolf of Wall Street, like I watched oh. his interview and he was basically saying like it's genius. It's essentially what his firm did. But because of the power of social media, it's just this new level of scamming, basically. And it's something that the hedge funds and, like, major corporations have, like, benefited off of for years. But the power of social media basically put the power in the hands of individuals, like the average Joes. Wow. Yes. So they're going to... So they're going to change this to what? To include more regulations and to make yeah, it... Yeah, oh definitely. Gonna, they're going to make it more regulated. But what took place was the Citadel, they also have... um partnerships with the hedge funds so them essentially making the collateral requirement 100% basically saved all the hedge funds Mm. you get me so a lot of hedge funds didn't go out of business because of this incident because Citadel stepped in Mm -hmm. and it just really goes to show like how our capitalist society like who really has power and like how they flex that power in times like this but Niggas is mad because we flipped the scam on them. Like, we not taking 30 into 300. Like, you yeah. know, like, that's, but that's really crazy. But also, too, like, the power of that. Loki, I was kind of hating that I didn't jump on it. Because I was kind of <laughs> wary. Because when I saw my, like, feed just, like, talking about stuff, I'm like, okay, is this, like, a real thing? Was it just, like, a little phase thing? Yeah. That's really why I didn't, like, jump into it. Because, But like, truthfully, by the time, like, it hits your feed, like, all of our feeds, like, it was too late. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It was too late because it was something that was taking place on Reddit. So, like, if you were on that... Right. You, you know? know. You, mm-hmm. yeah. So, it was definitely... I'm about to get me a Reddit, y'all. Got to stay plugged into the community. This whole stock market thing, like, I was watching the videos, like, oh, my gosh. Like, it was just so much information. But also, too, it's really crazy. I mean, I think it also speaks to, like, financial literacy, though. I, I, do, I did appreciate for, like, that whole day. I think it was either two days. It was like a whole two days of like everyone suddenly becoming financial analysts. Mm-hmm. But which I do appreciate, you know, people sharing information on how to invest and how to, you know, think about these things. Because from what I heard, people made thousands of dollars. Thousands. De- definitely thousands. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it it was definitely a big thing. And I feel like... Also, it just shows like the power of fucking coming together and the power of social media, the power of social media and people. And, you know, we think that, hey, we don't have enough money, but if we put all our money together, look at the change that we can make. And literally, it was just one person that went on Reddit and was like, you know, like, let's join together. And then and they started doing it with other stocks like AMC, yes. BlackBerry, Nokia. Definitely AMC was up there with GameStop. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's a whole thing going on. Like, people are, I don't think um, Robin Hood is going to last long. Because when I, I tell you. get my money out of here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> People are suing Robin Hood left and right because a lot of people lost money during that time mm. where they weren't able to like buy. So it was just a whole thing. But the Wolf of Wall Street definitely said like if you made money out of this, like make sure you take it out right away because it's not gonna last forever. Oh, yeah. Oh. Also, this week we found out that Mark Daly, Kenya Moore's baby daddy, mm-hmm. ex-husband, he apparently is in talks of his own reality show. Surrounding black business. You know, he owns um, so- Soko in Brooklyn, like by Clinton Hill, I believe. What? Yeah, he owns it. Remember, it was like a whole thing for chicken and waffles like a couple years ago. I did not know 
Yeah, yeah he owns Soko. But basically, he's going to be shooting a reality show around black business after confirming the end of his marriage with Kenya. So it kind of like made me think too, like, because everything, I believe they were married for like, what, two, three years? Like, everything went super quick for them. Like, mm-hmm. they got together, got married, had a baby. And then basically, they've been separated for like a year and change of the three years. Mm-hmm. So it made me think, like, were you really with her or did you just look at her as an opportunity? Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't know. Like, I just feel like, especially like after watching the Wendy Williams um, story, like a lot of these niggas be seeing come ups, you know? Hello. And it's just like to just think about like having that fame and just people wanting to be with you, not for you, but just what they can get from you. It's just like a very, very scary time. It's dark. It's scary. It's just like, how do you even come back from that? And like, how do you even like, how do you see through that? Through that? Like, I'm sure, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there had to be something to let her know, like, this shit was gonna go sour. But then again, too, like, when you think you're in love, you know, bear goggles. <laughs> also, this week, um, Tyra Banks is in the news. Who? Tyra Banks. We I'm glad you're doing this little skit because Elisa oh D'Amato, I definitely remember her when I used oh to watch God, it. Oh my God, this sounds familiar. Why does the name sound familiar? She was definitely annoying on the show. You definitely remember yes, her. Yes, she was like the little, um... Yeah. Was she biracial? She was white. Yeah. Right, or annoying. Yes! Yes! Okay, go. Annoying. Sorry. She basically called out Tyra for exploiting um, childhood trauma for profit. Oh, girl. So she mentioned that um, Tyra would basically ask some questions about their childhood and then, like, bring it up on camera. Like, it was just a lot of different weird shit. But where have you been? Because, girl, they've already outed Tyra about how fucking toxic America's Next Top Model was. I had no idea. She mentioned how they would starve them before filming. Yeah, and you know, like, when you don't eat, you get, like, fucking hangry. So she mentioned that they would starve them, and then when they went on screen, like, they were bitchy because they were hungry, and that they didn't see Tyra until the cameras were on, and she came off so, like, comforting and friendly, but behind the scenes, like, she was nowhere to be found. Mm. Apparently, Jay Manuel wrote a book about her, too. What? Yeah, it's a whole thing going on with Tyra. Like, the story is still developing, but Tyra is not so nice. And I feel like it was definitely worth mentioning because it's this whole, you know, picture being painted of Naomi Campbell being this evil model. And mm. whole time was you, Miss Tyra. Miss Tyra. You know? And I don't feel like, yeah, I don't feel like the story that I'm hearing, I don't feel like it's far-fetched. Absolutely not. And it mirrors so many other stories of... Young women who, and even men who were on America's Next Top Model. And, and are traumatized. Yeah. For sure. So we'll definitely be keeping you posted on this Tyra Banks debacle. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about what you just discovered? <laughs> Hot off the fucking presses. Chloe must have heard motherfucking Dre being a meanie. No. And she Fuck took to Instagram age. Live to basically explain that. You know, she's receiving all this backlash for her little video and her panties and her sage. 
And she's just explaining that, you know, she is coming into this new self-confidence. She just discovered her confidence. And that when she performs and when she creates music, that's when she's able to tap into it. And that's, you know, she's, she's trying to share these parts of her with people. And, you know, she's not going to let the naysayers... Not the naysayers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not going to let the naysayers um, make her feel bad about doing so. And I stand with her. She is a bag of bullshit. Whatever. Yeah, but we'll definitely be continue watching her because... Yeah, well, tuned in. Yeah, she's in headlines, you know, so we'll be watching. Um, let's transition over into our checkpoint for this week. Um... So basically, there's two that I have, but I think I only want to do one. Safari is in the headlines this week because apparently he told Erica Mena that he doesn't want to have any more kids because she got too big during her pregnancy. He's a clown. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What the fuck? I know. So basically with this, like, I also shared that, you know, reaction of he's a clown. But I was also thinking, too, like, aside from, like, being pregnant, like, I feel like that's extreme. You know, like, she's bringing your baby into this world, your first child into this world. Like, that, she could have died, you know? So, like... And you worried about fucking looks. I know. But on the other side, like, I know that, especially in certain relationships, like, attraction is all they have. Like, as far as, like, your looks, like, I'm mm-hmm. only attracted to how you look. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you... I don't really care how you feel inside, you know? Like, I don't attract to you on... I'm not attracted to you on any other level. So, I feel like, in that case, like, I could see how that can be an issue, you know? Like... But I just... Safari just says stuff out his fucking ass. Like, I don't even think it's even that deep. I really feel like he's just so fucking... Corny. Corny. Like, why would you say that? Like, first of all... Any woman is going to gain weight during the pregnancy but because yeah. she got too big. But you he look said at her he now. He got big too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like my thing is like you look at her now, she snapped back. Yeah, she looked the same. Or really, if you really that vain, nigga. Yeah. She just had a baby, so I paid to get her makeover. Ooh. But Hello. So let's. Niggas kill me. Definitely, like, I feel like the situation because it's... niggas. niggas fucking fat be having dad bods titties or yes so i'm glad you brought that up i want to use that to transition over so i want to take pregnancy (laughs) out of it okay so how would or have you been an experience where you were with someone and they changed like physically their parents changed like they gained weight they lost weight yes and somehow like it just like you didn't feel as attracted as you did like they lost weight so now they look sick or they gained weight so now they don't look as good as they used to look like how do you navigate that feeling would you say i've been with someone and is it a deal breaker for you and they've gone up and down in their weight Mm -hmm. and i mean for me honestly speaking it did not affect my attraction to them um but I'm not gonna sit here and say like they gained like 300 pounds and like now we dealing with another beast. Like <laughs> another beast. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you know, I cannot speak to that. But like, yeah, like you know, you and 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 honestly, I'm a person too of in a relationship. I my weight fluctuates where I'm a bit thicker sometimes in some parts, on depending on how it's going. Other times, I'm you know, I'm slim thick. Okay. You know, real cute about it, and so. For me, um, 
I don't know. I think also too having a space of like feeling comfortable to discuss those things with 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 your partner, right? Of like me, I've always been like I'm not feeling my best. Like I like me and myself. Like I know when I gain weight, right? I I can tell them how my clothes are fitting me, and the type of things that I want to wear, but I don't wear because I'm just not feeling all the way that. And like I'll say that to the person to, to my partner of like I'm not feeling my best. Like I'm not. I don't think I'm looking my best. Like you know, you know the wigs are still laid. Hello? Okay. But I'm I'm not feeling like I'm that bitch, right? And and I think it I think a lot of you being vulnerable and telling your partner that, and then also their response of like genuinely supporting you and like affirming your beauty, and it's like also it's things of like, hey, if you do want to better your appearance or you want to get that comfortable, like what are things that we can do to make that right. happen right and so yeah I, oh I, I got you like actually helping yeah okay you, you know like not necessarily like oh like I need you to look a certain honestly because also too on the flip side of this too is me y'all niggas be killing me cause y'all niggas be like I want a slim girl this and that I ain't never been slim in my life leave it at that okay but I wanted to um bring to the table cause I feel like like it could go Two ways, right? You tell someone like, "Hey, like, say you're you're a person like you remain constant, mm-hmm. and your partner like got comfortable, like they got you now, so it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? And now they have a bare belly, and you're not attracted to that. Like it looks, you know, it doesn't look how you got into the relationship. So like, how do you like, like how do you tell them like get rid of that? You know, like because I'm very direct. Like I would just say like that needs to go. Like, you have a month and a half. <laughs> oh, you gotta go? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Like, um, I feel like... I'm very direct. You have to take... But I, also, too, I have to think... You have to take... Depending on what are the factors that led to that is how I would approach it, right? Like, I feel like if it's on some, like, careless shit of, like, you just that as being... Just letting yourself go... And that's what you, happens in a relationship, I feel like. you want to, then that's, like, a... Like, I would approach that differently versus like you going through depression and maybe you're eating your depression and oh, stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? So definitely, I mean, I don't know. I just think of speaking on appearances in your relationship. I feel like if That's you are strictly that vain, are you I that am, vain? Yes. Oh, well then yes. Yeah, so <laughs> you're that vain. So it's like that needs to be normal from so, the beginning. No, because the way how I look so at be it. Honest. No, the way how I look at it is appearances, like that's a part of the attraction. Is it not? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm gonna be honest. There are times like once you start fucking with me, um, you will see me with my wig off, my meeks dusted. It's gonna be a period of time where I don't got my ne- right now. I don't got my lashes on. I don't got my nails done. Like your girl is hurt, and that's fine. But it's like I feel like, especially if we lay it out, like this is how we met each other. You know what I'm saying? Like of course, like you're not gonna have on makeup every fucking day, and like mm-hmm. you know, like it's gonna be those down times. Down times is normal. But if it's just, like, we're together and it's something that you can't, like... You can fix your hair, you can fix your makeup, but it's something, like, you can't fix. What are we going to do? Because I'm not feeling you like that anymore. So how will you approach a conversation and what, what, and what are you expecting out of that person? I'm asking you because the way I would approach it, like, I don't see it being productive. It's productive. Efficient. I don't see it being efficient. Me either. Like, I feel like it will just be me voicing my opinion... And then the person probably will take it the wrong way. Yes. And then it's, it's just like, rude. what are we? Where are we going from here? Because it's just like, the way I see it is, 
the way how you met me, like, I work hard to maintain something for you to be attracted to it. Okay. So once you get it, like, I'm going to keep maintaining it. Yeah. You should be doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and I see it too in a lot of relationships, like, even exes that I've had blew up like a fucking blimp. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, thank God we're no like longer. Body about to blow up, explode. <laughs> like, <laughs> And literally, I look back, and it's like, the physical attraction is like... Not there. And it's just like, we talk and everything, and it's just like, okay, but, you know, like... And I know, like, if I was so in a situation... So, it's not like you need to find someone equally as vain as you. So but that how do way, you do that? Like, you never so know. So, that way, you know, y'all both in y'all tip-top shape and looking y'all best. Tip-top shape. <laughs> like, you very much so giving arrogance, hey, like, I am the president of bad bitches, only bad bitches around me. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like, but I feel like that's a thing. That should be a thing. Like, let me bring it down to your level. Because this this is your level right here. Right? So you dating somebody. I know you don't fuck with bums. Right? So if you fucking with somebody and all of a sudden, you know, they met you in Balenciaga. Then when they get with you, they talking about, oh, like, I'm not trying to spend money like that anymore. What? How would you feel? How would you address that? I would feel bamboozled. That's how I would feel <laughs> if the person I'm with gained weight. <laughs> It's the same no. thing. Because it's like you're attracted to that physical aesthetic of, of designer money. and money and da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's just like, what do you do when you're in a relationship with someone and they start deviating from what they attract you I don't as? know. But, I, I, but also, too, it's like how much of that matters in your relationship, though, too. It's a big part. Like, like how much? <laughs> like, give me a percentage. <laughs> because if that's the... If that's... If that's no, it's fifty percent exactly. I would say fifty percent is appearance, like okay. as far as like how you smell, but how I you just, look. I mean, I don't how I don't, you carry yourself. The other fifty percent is your personality, your ambition, your goals, your stability, your financial, all that is the other fifty percent. Fifty percent is how you look. Like that's how you're gonna get me to. Damn, I don't know. I just feel like part of that is vain. But I, no, I let me ask you now. What is I your percentage? Have, I also have this perspective. Medium ugly niggas. What like, percentage of that is attractiveness for you? Oh, but the thing is, I can't. I, I, I real life can't give you that because I've dated so many people that don't like. Literally, if you had a picture of everyone that I've dated, nobody has any common features oh. of anything. But like, as far as like, like appearance like in general, if I'm attracted to you, I'm attracted to you. Like, how much is attraction? Appearance. How much? How much of the attraction is appearance? Oh, how much of the attraction is appearance? Um, I'm gonna say probably percentage. Say, I'm gonna say because you could be ugly but still carry yourself well. Medium ugly, as you call it. Yeah, that's gonna be the episode. Medium ugly episode. There we go. I'm crying. I, how much of the attraction is appearance? So, like, what the person actually looks like? Yes. I would say somewhere between 30-40%. Okay. That's fairly high. Yeah. So if they deviate from that... But, no. Like, don't get me to be on your motherfucking boat. Like, no. Because... I'm trying to get... I'm trying to see something. What are you trying to see? Go on. But no, because I just feel like... But I, I don't know. I'm not... 
You're not caught up on looks. I'm not, to be honest. Okay. You know what I mean? I I, I would love... I'm more so, like, when I think about appearance, like, I like the way people dress. Like, you know? Like, how you That's dress. That's definitely a part you, of appearance. You know? Because, like I said, I date niggas that are medium ugly. Like, so, like, you know, I like the niggas that I got to turn to him. But also, too, that whole weight affects like, how you dress. Like, again, again, another part of me for attraction, too, is, like, as corny as this may sound, is, like, dead as your personality, like... How that's, much percentage of attraction is personality? For me, that's probably very large because that's probably why I dealt with some of the fucking niggas I dealt with because they had amazing personalities and I was attracted to that. Fair enough. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I'm not, yeah, you're trying to get me down. No, I'm trying to, because I feel like appearance is you definitely... You're just a vain motherfucker. No, I feel like a lot of people are standing with me right now. I feel like appearance Remember is... Remember Paul? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we are. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one of the check. I'm just gonna do it. The other checkpoint. There's a viral video going around of a mother scolding her child after he stole money from her. Did you see it? No. So basically, he like took money out her purse, I believe, and like she was on camera like beating him. Yeah. So like Twitter went up, up in a roar because basically they were saying like. He's, don't beat your kids. Don't beat your kids. And also, like, that's not going to stop him from stealing. Like, next time, he's just going to be more sneaky or whatever. And so, basically, the checkpoint of this week is disciplining children. What are your thoughts on that? Because I have um, conflicting ideas about disciplining kids. Coming from, in my own personal experience, I was a well-behaved child, so I was disciplined very little. Mm. Like, you know, and if my parents, and my parents, I mean my mom, if she did yell at me, it was because I didn't do a chore or I didn't do, you know, something or whatever. It was never, I, 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 I distinctly remember only receiving one spanking in my entire life, and it's because I, I like, did not go to bed on time. Dead. Like it was, <laughs> it was really something so stupid, right? What? And so I am a believer that I feel like beating your child, like beating, beating. your child, that does nothing. It only hardens them. It hardens them to emotions. Harden them how? To, I feel like it makes the kid just be more like it. Just. You're beating me as an adult. You're trying to cause pain to me. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, that's not going to, I'm not going to tie that into, as a child, I'm not going to loop that back into, oh, I shouldn't do this again. It's more so, I don't want to, it, it, and especially I'm thinking about for boys at least, there comes a time that as a parent, you can't beat your kid. Especially yeah. a young a young man. Yeah. It's since you're gonna be like, I eat those. <laughs> like you you are gonna get to that point. That's gonna be in the description. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're since you're gonna get to that point. Then it's like, what do you do now? Because you're trying to discipline a kid, but you've all you you've only used this physical approach. Yeah. Right? And I'm definitely not against like giving a little pow pow and a little a little spanking. Like not to Yeah. You know, definitely only if the situation really warrants it. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be my default personally because I just feel like as an adult, I should be able to communicate to you what you did wrong and how the next time you need not to do that and what to do to be better. 
But I just feel like really beating your fucking child, it just makes them hearted. It doesn't I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't think it gives them any accountability for whatever the action that they did or whatever, but You ready for me? I know you beating your kids. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> beating them down. Let me tell you. So as a kid, like I was always rude. Like my mouth. Yeah. Yeah, so like my mom, you know, she would reprimand me. Reprimand. <laughs> <laughs> and what if you're not trying to incriminate your mom? <laughs> you know, yeah. So, but whenever it happened, it was for a reason. Mm, you know, okay. like the reason was clear. Okay. You know, so like as a child who, you know, was raised in this way of discipline, I definitely, you know, I hated it while I was in it. But I understood why it was happening, you know? So it was like, you cross this line, so pow, pow, you know? And every time you cross a line, you're going to get pow, pow. And, like, I got that growing up, and then it made me ultimately become a good kid like you. And it uh, stopped happening. Don't, don't like me, child. It stopped happening, like, after I conformed to her way of life. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It definitely happened after I conformed and... You know, did well in because I definitely remember. That's what I'm speaking of, and you know, this is so crazy. I was in a, I was at a kids' party this weekend, and I was just watching. You know, these young mothers, and the reason why they can't control their kids, and they just be they, using violence to do. They so. should. They definitely but it should. It doesn't work. They're not doing it right then because <laughs> they're not because literally the way how I grew up was you well another part of that is i feel like that these young mothers don't really want to be mothers but that's that too and like the way how very half parenting like half on their phone like literally that's definitely adding to it and like this new age of parenting like i feel like a lot of parents in 2021 have this whole mentality of if talking doesn't work then nothing is gonna work you know and it's like at fucking four five six seven like those tender ages they don't give a fuck what you say like, anyway. they want what they want, and they want it now. So I feel like if you don't nip it then, they're going to get to their teens, and it's going to be really nothing you can fucking tell them. You get me? So it just gets worse as they get older. But if you nip it in the butt, not nip it in the butt, where I'm saying, like, beat them every fucking day. But it's certain things. Like, if they're not listening to you, consistently going against you, disobeying you, throwing tantrums against you, like, you have to get that in order somewhere or another. I'm not telling you to beat your kid every day, but you have to get some type of disciplining action in order. Like, if your kid is heavy on the tech and they love iPads and shit, that may work to take that away. Mm-hmm. But if your kid doesn't give a fuck about iPads and shit, like, you have to make them feel something. Don't do that. <laughs> they gotta feel something. Don't hand. Oh, my god. They goodness. have to feel something. And I feel like growing up, like, it... De- after I grew up and left my mother's house and, like, even went around other kids, like, I realized, like, been around, like, as an adult, being around young children, I realized why, you know, like, that's a thing. Because... Listen, y'all, I got five nieces and nephews. So and when, you gotta know. And when I say my oldest nephew, I be ready to lay him out. <sighs> he's 12. And I want to lay him... To and I know at 12, he's in the known of... Everything going in on. In the know. Yeah. Like, you know, and 
But listen, that's why I said patience. Mm, I ain't got no. I don't have it. No Let me tell you something. Right now, it's worse. I feel like because these kids, they're someone to know. They're extra annoying. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Like you tell them go sit down. They sitting down for like two seconds and then they up. So it's just like it I'm doesn't stop. You have to like. So I get why you know like she had to put her hand because you're stealing. Like, yeah. you're stealing from me? But also, too, that should have just been, like, a known... I mean, not a known thing, but I feel like... That was just, like... I don't feel like it should have been recorded. Yeah, like, why was yeah. it recorded? But also, too, I just feel like even, like, the whole going into your mom's purse, like... Yeah. I have an older brother. That never happened. I used to go in my mom's purse. Oh! <laughs> so, my mom, she has a whole bunch of bags. So, whenever I wanted, like, $10, $20, like, she would leave it in her old purse and forget about it. So, I used to just... Boop, boop. <laughs> Yo, I can't win. Yeah, that. but I can't. I wasn't a thief. <laughs> but I wasn't a thief. <laughs> You're sick. But either way, I feel like if he's stealing from his mother, next he's gonna be stealing from stores. Next he's gonna be stealing he from be stealing, like when he get older, he gonna be stealing from from y'all bitches. <laughs> like, <laughs> come so on, your fucking credit cards. <laughs> Let's be clear. So I definitely am aligned with. You know, disciplining your children. And let's transition over into our checkmate. So, this week, my checkmate is definitely going to Aaliyah J. And it saddens me because... I wanted to surprise him with this story, but he spoiled it. Oh, my God. Sorry. But this really saddens me because I actually like Aaliyah and her boyfriend, Menelik. Mm -hmm. I'm happy they're together, you know. She, they broke up. She stepped out. She found someone else. <laughs> you know, it's a whole thing. Uh, no, this happened. The <laughs> pictures were posted. It went viral. On the fucking pussy. We seen it, Aaliyah. Yeah, he had his hand on the pussy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he don't get that much. Yeah, and now they're back together. And, you know, she just got an apartment in Midtown. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah, decorated it terribly. She hates it there. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, so she's making a lot of content. I'm happy for her. She's, you know, producing more stuff, building her brand, things like that. This week, she has been under fire because she decided to make a video herself and Menelik. Mm-hmm. On their couple's YouTube channel. On their couple's YouTube channel, basically trying um, Nigerian, food. Nigerian food, specifically Egusi. And fufu. Mm-hmm. It's something else. And something else that I'm forgetting. And basically, it's going viral because there's a video of her. She has the egusi, I believe, in her mouth. And she's, like, getting ready to, like, spit it out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you better eat it. And she's, like, getting ready to, like, throw up. You know, like, she's so disgusted mm-hmm. with this food. And Menelik is telling her, like, you better eat it. Like, you wanted this. I, 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 I. I told you it wasn't going to taste good. I told you it wasn't going to taste good. Keep in mind, Menelik is also African. He is Kenyan. I believe, yes. Yes, you're right. Um, one of them in the video mentioned that it Menelik, tastes like dog food. Menelik said that the, was it the Igusi, I believe? Yes. Tastes like dog food. And they also asked if Africans eat shrimp. So strange. So strange, but this the, has opened the floodgates of blacks versus Africans. 
Yes. African-Americans versus, versus Africans. It's a huge thing going on. You have people on her side, like, she didn't like it. She didn't like it. Ah, 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 ah. She made a video. She made a um, post, basically, a saying a tweet, saying, hey, guys, something I found to be an innocent trend has hurt a lot of you. I was super ignorant to the hurt these kind of videos hold, and I can take accountability that the tone of my video came across super insensitive. My intentions were never to hurt anyone in this way. Thank you to my true supporters and friends who have brought this matter to my attention and educated me on this. And with her apology, like... Womp. Definitely womp, because I just feel like... For you, like, that means that you don't have any fucking common sense. Bitch. For you to really believe that this video came off as, you know, like, a trend or was funny... Like, because apparently there is a trend of African Americans trying Africans' foods. Apparently, I don't know. I'm and not putting it on YouTube or TikToks or whatever. I I've don't know. never seen this I before. Don't, I don't know for her, like I've know. never seen it. But for you, this huge influencer, like you could have made content about anything. Like you left your home to go to an African restaurant, purchase purchase this food. food, bring it back to your home. Turn on the camera. Set up the ring light. Set up the ring light. Speak on it. Come on. <laughs> like, I, I'm totally here with you. I just feel like her apology was ass. It was ass. It was, it was bullshit. Ass like at the end of the day, you you guys made the video, right? Cool. But y'all also sat back there and y'all replayed this video and y'all edited it. Over and it. over again. Y'all had to think you, it was funny. And if you did not feel that mm, this might go over badly, that bitch, you are as dumb as I thought thought you were. No, it's just super Because it was stupid. just super offensive from the beginning. I, I watched probably like five to ten minutes of the video and I couldn't watch the full video because I knew where this was going. Did I didn't watch I, it. I felt it. Because I'm just like, if you know Aaliyah J, I've followed Aaliyah J on YouTube journey, whatever. I do too. And let me just say something that like, she's not the experimental girl. She doesn't... She doesn't do stuff like this. She doesn't try new foods. Like, she's, she, she's literally the girl that... Any Stuck in her ways. Yeah. Any, Chicken tenders. Yeah, like any any fucking restaurant, she's going to order the same exact thing. She doesn't try new foods. So for you to jump out of here so left and go to African food. And it's like, I'm not, and what people fail to realize, this is for the small-minded ass people. It's not about her whether or not she liked the food or not. You could try food and not like it. It's about how disrespectful to a culture you were being. And so tone deaf afterward. And how like, tone deaf you are. Like, literally, you have one of your best friends in the YouTube community is Jack Aina, a fucking Nigerian. A Nigerian influencer. Influencer. How can you be this tone deaf? Yeah, it just really bothered me. It and makes no sense. You This video didn't have to see the light of day. Period. Like, you could just try it and be like, oh, like, it's good, or I don't like it. I'm not going to do the video. Like, you really you took yourself. You did not need to upload this. Period. And that's the frustrating part. Aaliyah, Aaliyah loves to play victim a lot of times. Like, why does the internet always gang up on me? It's because you do dumb shit. Period. And you don't take accountability. Even in your apology. Of your saying, I'm, I'm, I'm taking accountability. You're not. You're not. You're like, not. It's just words. Because she doubled back and she was like, I never said that it tastes like dog food. That yes, was your boyfriend. Like, no, no, no. She didn't even 
same in a lick. But she was just like, I, I didn't say that it tastes like dog food, blah, blah, blah. Yes, your man said it. Next. And that's on your channel. Like, yeah, like, come it doesn't matter. Like, you are the lit one there. Like, you are the influencer. You are the one that's going to take the brunt of this. You have at to. The, at the end of the day. And, and I don't feel bad for you, Aaliyah, because you did not have to upload this. You went out of your way. I just feel like, too, like, the people that are behind her that are saying, like, oh, she didn't like it. Like, I don't see nothing wrong with her not liking it's it. It's fine with not liking it. You know how many times I've been to a restaurant and, and ordered something I did not like? But I feel but like I your reaction like, also plays into it, too. Yes, like, for you to really act like you're going to throw up. It's just like, so <laughs> dumb to be like, do Africans eat shrimp? Like, come on. Like, come this, on. You really opened, like, she really opened the floodgates of fucking African Americans versus Africans. And that is, a. It's a thing. Like, let's like that's definitely a major an, thing. But honestly, I really can't even be faulting Africans for feeling that type of way because you got fucking dumbass people ignorance. like Aaliyah J, ignorant ass people, ignorance who be fucking insulting cultures. And it's just like, let's be real. As as African American, like I am genuinely African American. I'm not mixed with anything. I right. am a Black American, right? And so it's like when you think about culture, what is my culture really, yeah. right? And it's like. So many other black Americans, you know, have these ideas of like, we would love to know where do we come from, from Af- and then this is what you fucking do, right? Just make a mockery, just totally a mockery. disrespect, totally. But I just feel like, too, for those people, whole time, too, big man, men, like, you was fucking chowing down on that fucking and he was licking his fingers, everything was lovely, like, like, spare me. He was like, how he used to, um, hate Egusi when he was a child, mm-hmm. and he told her that she wouldn't like it, all this bullshit. But for the people that are behind her saying, like, they don't understand, like, the issue. The issue is, like, if somebody tried this with our culture, like, it would have been... If somebody would try your mama's cooking... Right. And stuck their fork into that mac and cheese and was like, oh, Ugh, this and- is disgusting. Because black people eat shrimp. Like, you, do you know how much fucking backlash that person would get? Like, come on. Like, it's just the ignorance for me. It is. Like, it really is. And it speaks fucking volumes. Like, this is why, bitch, I see why you graduate from a motherfucking alternative school. Yeah. Like, bitch, you need to really educate yourself. You're 25. I'm, I don't want to hear no the, whole, the whole, oh, I'm now being educated. Bitch, where have you been for the last two years with all this In cultural movement? In her fucking movement? house making YouTube videos. That's with all this it. fucking cultural movement. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. What? Like, we just had the whole NSARS in the fucking summertime. Yeah. All these fucking like where have you? It's been? just so much to unpack, but I feel like too, like it just really lets you know too, like you got to be careful of who you consider your influencers. Mm-hmm. Like they can influence other people, but don't let them influence you in a way where you know, like you can't differentiate what's offensive and what's not That's because she clearly can't. You know what I'm saying? So like, pick and choose like who you look up to and who you decide to follow on these social media platforms. Like, pick and choose who you decide to make rich. Because look what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, she's a clown. Through and through. And it's just sad because like, I actually like their relationship. Same. You know? I mean, so to see the clownery and the buffoonery in the name of content, because this is what this comes down to. Like, she's trying to make content. Content, child. So it was just like... But shout out to you, bitch, because now you gave us content. A mess. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But, but... Don't do that again. Ever. <laughs> that concludes this week's episode. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at The Checkers Podcast. And follow us on Twitter at The Checkers Pod. Okay. Later. Game over, this is Checkers, baby. You was playing shit. <laughs>